Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, where we'll be bringing you all the news, reviews and interviews from Westfa, the OBD SFL, Southern Sunday and the Quarter Municipal Sunday Football League. This podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Skipper Sportswear, at NJPGD, Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Awards FC, and A-Rush Laser Tag. Our charity 11 team is sponsored by Player Packs, Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, Black Eagle Athlete, Arithmetic Accountants, and our shirt sponsors, front of shirt sponsor, is at NJPGD. Let's get on with it. Welcome to Silk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, episode 17. On today's show, we'll have Westfar, the Southern Sunday, Quarter Municipal and OBDSFL, as usual. A weather hit fixtures list this week, it must be said, uh, affecting uh, our the length of the show tonight. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of hours worth uh, of Sunday League um, predictions and chat for you with Gibbs, Graham, Roger and Nimmo, as usual. First up tonight is for Gibbs. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, sir? I'm a bit flued up, so I do apologise to everyone if you can hear me bunged up and coughing and all that stuff. I've got a bit you, of man flu. you got that late night love songs, like Dr. Love voice going on, you? <laughs> nah, I've got this bloody cold. I went into the office a couple of days last week, and when you mix with people these days, you seem to get um, a cold, so... It was all that Guinness you put down yesterday. That's what it was. Yeah, it, weren't, it wasn't really a boozy day. Yeah, thanks to all the refs from Westford that turned out for the, the strike yesterday. Not very well. Uh, not very good in numbers, but um, attended well by uh, a few a few refs who I know. Uh, yeah, it would have been good to have some, some more numbers than that there, but it is what it is. Please don't get into the DMs now, referees, if you're going to moan about your games. I'm not interested. Did you go, did you go Cass? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we went calf and then we went to the pub. Yeah, it, it wasn't boozy though. I'm not hungover today. That's not why I sound like this. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, only one game played yesterday in the whole of Westfar. Um, Where was it game played? Eight. Where was it played? Do you know? Bexley Wanderers, Cold Arbor. But the other games at Cold Arbor were called off. I th- maybe they got the after three G there. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Cold Arbor decided to let them have the 3G so we can at least have some football. Yeah, maybe played. they did. Yeah, Cold Arbor was the one game played at Division 3. Uh, the Mark Dolby Foundation Division 3. Bexley Wanderers against Bexley Heath. 
uh, and Bexley Heath getting a 2-1 win against them. Bexley Derby. The Bexley, the Bexley Derby. Played Bexley in Hitt, Sid Cup. Played in Sid, played in Sid Cup, New Elton, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and yeah, 2-1 Bexley Heath. One other game played. Uh, ever since their uh, Twitter profile has been suspended, Gibbs, Bexley <laughs> Village Vets, they're unable to get a team out. What's McCracken been up to? Kingsford. Phil's been suspended as well. <laughs> uh, Kingsford getting a win in the Plumps Challenge Cup against Bexley Village Vets. They go through to the next round. Away win. You'd be, you'd be a little bit pissed, wouldn't you? I feel like you put in that you can't field a team. I know, obviously, to stop fines and all that. And then literally every game bar one in the league gets called off. So you could have kind of regrouped and come again another day. You know what I mean? you got to leave. I mean, I'm sure this will come up because I'm sure other teams have done it in other leagues throughout the podcast today. But you got uh, the very last minute to save yourself a fine, you've got to leave it as long as you can at the moment with with the pitches the way they are. We've had torrential snow and all that and schools closed and roads and all that dangerous uh, today as of the time of recording uh, on the Monday. Um, pitches are going to be soggy and all that for the weekend coming as well, isn't it? It's gonna, we're going to be affected next weekend as well. You've got to leave it till the last minute, surely. Yeah, I think I think next weekend, the 18th, the weekend before Christmas, I think we'll be all right. Looking at the weather forecast, it says we're meant to have a bit of sun Friday and Saturday. So um hoping it would be all right this week and we can get a full round of fixtures in because the fixtures are taking a, a bit of a pounding and you've got teams in county cups as well. And uh, some teams have played like one or two league games, you know. So it's yeah. gonna it's gonna hit everyone hard after Christmas. Yeah, I think so. All of the county cup games that were missed yesterday probably been rearranged for the eighteenth, and lots of teams generally have the eighteenth off. It's it's usually a reduced one, uh, and I okay. think um, they've all been rolled over to the eighteenth. All of so, them, every single Kent County game or county game. Um, I know that Barnhurst, Footscray, ourselves, and Burridge are all playing this Sunday <clears> in County <throat> in Westford. Okay. So yeah, so teams missing out uh, with this with the weather. Um, well, it was supposed to be the World Cup final as well, wasn't it on fr- on Sunday? But I guess many most people have decided uh, we'll give that one a miss. We're not going to miss give Sunday that one football. as well. <laughs> right, because thank you, Gibbs, for that. That's that's the two games that were that were that have results next to him yesterday because of the reduced. Um... Have a good week, and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> we're just going to go straight through. We're just going to go straight through for the predictions. Four games picked by Gibbs, and I must say, good games this week. Um, Come on, we always pick good games in Westford. That's what we do. They're all cup. They're all cup games as well, aren't they? Apart from the Royal Oak one. Yeah, I think by the Royal Oak one, I think everyone's cup game. Two Jewish Shield games, I think. Yeah, and a Westford Shield. Westford Shield is the first one, isn't it? I believe so. Anyway, a little sneak preview of our games there. So the first one up this week: Rose and Crown against. Foresters uh, is our first game of the week. This is a Westford Shield game. Demo out. Demo out. He's done all right. I think he's... he's uh, oh, Steve was giving... Oh, we must congratulate Steve oh. from Peckham Raya on the arrival of his of his baby as well, mustn't we? His second his second sprog being born this week. Yeah, this congratulations, weekend. Steve. It's been a, a long time coming. I think his missus has been in labour for about a month. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it seems so to be, fair play, she? fair play to her. And uh, we hope mum and baby are doing really well. And good. Yeah. Congratulations, congrats to Steve. Uh, let's 
Rose and Crown. Yeah, Rose and Crown of Foresters is a West for Shield game. Rose and Crown are in what division are they in? Five? Five. Division five, uh, as are Foresters. So this is a fourth place against first place in the Vulture Sports Division five. Rose and Crown are five games played, four wins and one loss. That is not Damo out form. They are doing well. 12 points, uh, a much better outfit in Westford since their return from the Met League last year. Uh, Forrest is a top of Division 5. Uh, nine games played, six wins, one draw and two losses. Uh, 19 points for them, plus 15 goal difference for the Foresters. Uh, Rose and Crown, last few games, uh, they beat Hartford Athletic Blues 2-1. Uh, they beat the Bexley Village Vets 3-1 uh, and they lost to SE. 69ers in the county. Oh, look Cup. at that result down there, though. They actually beat Foresters 5 0 yeah. not so long ago. So, not will so Foresters be looking for a bit of a revenge there? Exactly. Six, six, seven weeks ago, they've beaten the Foresters 5 0. That is interesting. Uh, oh, look, before that, they've lost 7 1 to Peckham Rye. Didn't, <laughs> didn't see that there. Must have missed that game. <laughs> uh, so, they're in good form. They're in reasonably good form, apart from the 69ers and Meridian who are higher-placed opposition, in all fairness to them. But beating the Foresters, is that is that too far away to consider for this one, Gibbs, for our predictions, do you think? I had this conversation with someone the other day, so hard in Sunday League, and it's to look at that result and then go, oh, yeah, they're going to do it again, because Foresters might have had people away on a stag do, they might have had a birthday, they might have had, do you know what I mean, people will. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rose and Crown might not have the same team out. Do you know what I mean? They might have had players that are not available this week. It's just you can't you can't gauge anything off of a previous result. True. Their so. goal scorers so far this season: uh, Levi Lambert has uh, eight and nine. Richard Butler three and nine. Steve no, Hay- they're fucking about. They got Lambert and Butler up front. <laughs> no, they're fucking about. Surely. Levi Lambert and Richard Butler. I never thought about that. I've never They've think... got Lambert and Butler up front. They are fucking yeah. about. They're pulling. I want some car checks done on that. I want some ID done. <laughs> uh, Hayes uh, has two in two. Damien has two in ten. Uh, Sid Huckett uh, has two in ten. And Rion Thomas, two in two. Connor Thumb- Thumbwood has uh, two in seven. There's a number. Of single goal scorers, but yeah, Lambert and Butler doing the job for. Uh, no. <laughs> for He's that Mike Bassett, isn't he? He's got Lambert and Butler up front. They were pulling out blog for this one. I want some ID on them too. Uh, Foresters, uh, their last few games. Let's check them before we do the goal scorers. Uh, Foresters' last few: a two-nil win over EWD, uh, a three-one win after the now over the now. Folded Gibbs, Lewisham Tamils, have they done it yet officially? Uh yeah. Uh and I'm sure it's uh, coming up. And they lost two one to Spring Hill Blues. One of the very few wins that um Omar's managed this season was a two one against the Foresters. Uh, you know, you know what it is, I think, with Omar as well. Since you started doing the Sunday League extra show, he's not at training because he's recording. So that's why his team's <laughs> going down the pan. He's taking a for self glory, he's taking his team are taking the hit. He does usually do the um, recording from his car, to be honest, at training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does. Uh, goal scorers for Foresters. Uh, Freddie Colbert as 11 in 11. What a striker he is. Well played. Uh, Olin, 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 
Kasim has five and seven. Sorry if I've mispronounced that. Harry Robinson has four and 11. Owen Ferrigan, three and 11. George Murray, two and 10. And a number of individual goal scorers. This is not easy to call. Foresters have played the most games in in Division 5, Gibbs. Uh, and Rose and Crown have played uh, amongst the least games. Um, so if you look at it on the fa- at face value, Foresters being top of the table, perhaps impressive whilst it is. Uh, Rose and Crown with their games in hand, if they did win them, would be uh, five points clear of Foresters uh, at the top of the table. <sighs> what do you think on this uh, one? Go on, you can have first prediction yeah, on this one. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm going to back Damo. I'm going to go 2-1 to two one to Rose and Crown. You know what? I see it going 3-2, but 3-2 either way. Yeah, it's um, going to be tight. My initial thought was... Forrester's 3-2 but we've gone through the stats and that there and obviously they've, they've um, Lambert and Butler doing the business um, <laughs> Lambert and Butler that is mental he has got to do he's got to be a dodgy just for a laugh in it he's got to yeah. change the, the surname for a laugh we have to do some ID checks on that one mate um, do you know I'll back Damo on this one um, I'm going to say 3-2 to to Rosencrowd 3-2 Fair play. That will be a good game. That's looking like two of the teams who are going to be battling it out for promotion uh, from Division 5 uh, next at the end of the season. Good luck to both teams. Uh, Foresters maintaining their uh, their promise from last season. Uh, and Rosencrown, as I said earlier, looking much better than, they, than the team that left Westfire. They've come back uh, and they've definitely improved. Good luck to both teams. The next game is a bit of a humdinger, uh, as they say. This one is another cup game, I think. Yeah, this is a Jewish yep. Shield game. Into Belvedere against Crayford Arrows. Uh, two teams, uh, first and second in the senior division. The Happy Bellies, Caff and Grill, senior division. Chris Elliott's favourite calf, Gibbs. Jamie's at Inter Belvedere, isn't he? Jamie Bennett, yeah. He has, to, he has to be. He has to do better than he did against uh, against Falconwood the other day. He got dragged at halftime. Did he? Yeah. Uh, his got, report. His report card must do better. He was doing the line after. Yeah. Ah, oh, and he gives it large in the silk chat at the time. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Um, Inter Belvedere, top of the senior division, seven games played, uh, five wins, a draw, and one loss, plus eight goal difference is a bit more humble in terms of their goals than last season. They were free scoring this year. Uh, plus eight is still good, obviously, uh, and they've only lost one game, uh, but they were in Division 4 last year. Uh, they were a goal-scoring machine. Crayford Arrows uh, have five games played, uh, four wins, a draw, and no losses, plus 11 for Crayford Arrows. That's two games in hand on Inter Belvedere. Uh, should they win them both, uh, they'd be three points clear at the top of the table into Belvedere's last few games. Uh, a 6-3 win against Falconwood in the Jewish Shield the previous round for this cup they're playing. Next Sunday, a 3-0 defeat into Belvedere, uh, Erif and Belvedere uh, the week before that. And a 7-3 win, one that I refereed again against Forza Greenwich. Uh, a game that really uh, into Belvedere. And the scoreline suggests a comfy win. It was comfy, but the last 20 minutes, uh, Forza really pressed them. Uh, and if they had another 15 minutes, the way it was going, uh, they may have got something out of the game. Inter Belvedere's last, uh, Inter Belvedere's top goal scorers, 
if uh, full time lets me have a look. Let's have a look. No, I'm going to have to guess. I'm going to have to do it off the cuff. Sam Kessley. Sam Sam Kessel has five in nine. Has five in nine. Uh, Sonny Hurd, four in eight. Uh, Ryan Singh, their top goal scorer with 14 in seven. Liam Williams, a superb player. Uh, I think I've seen him score most of these goals, Gibbs, in the two games. I've done them nine in nine um, and other players uh, with single goals for Inter Belvedere. They really are a good team going forward. Something for Crayford Arrows. To bear in mind, Crayford, um, Crayford Arrows have only conceded eight in their five games, so they're tight at the back. Uh, Inter Belvedere conceded 14 in seven to a game. Something to bear in mind. Crayford Arrows' last few games, a 3-1 win against Push, uh, a 5-4 win against Inter Belvedere not too long ago, that either Gibbs. Uh, something to bear in mind when we're doing our predictions. And in the Jewish Shield, the last round, they knocked Crocken Hill out 4-2. Um this is the best game of the day, isn't it? Oh, it's a humdinger of a game. Absolute barnstormer. Um, and if you ain't got a game this weekend, get down and watch this one because it'd be a great advert of football. Um just before we get into the just before we get into the predictions, the top goal scorers scorers for um Crayford Arrows, George Dennis, seven and seven. Uh, George Howe, three and five, scored a lot of goals for Blackheath as well. Uh, previously, George, so he's obviously. Uh, a decent striker, three and seven. Harvey Scott, jo uh, Jack Jolly, two and five. Sam McHattie as two and seven. Uh, and Jack Moore, two in six. Uh, Reese Knapp, two in seven. Lots of goals sharing it around uh, the club. Crayford Arrows, a good team. Improvements again there this season. Um, they look on for look on for promotion. But yeah, as we were saying, uh, this is the best game of the day in Westford for me. Yeah, as I said, if you ain't got a game, get down and watch this one. What an advert for Sunday League this will be. Yeah. Um, do you know, looking at those stats, I know Inter Belvedere have conceded a few, so of Crayford, but Inter Belvedere have conceded, I think, three goals um, each time. Out of three, sorry, three goals in their last five games. Like uh, three games, they've conceded three goals. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I think Crayford will be a little bit more tighter at the back. Um, so, do you know what I think? I'm, I'm going to go for Crayford on this one, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Crayford 3-1. 3-1, Crayford. I like the Inter Belvedere, lads. I just think that um, era from Belvedere, that loss there, um, they conceded three against Falconwood, three against Forza. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's like, what, one, two? Yeah, three times out of the last five games, they've conceded three goals in those games. <laughs> Well, they've conceded more than two. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six times this season. There's only one Black Fennin here. If at the beginning of the season, they only conceded one, a clean sheet against Bexieth in the PCC, what you'd expect. Two conceded against Northern Eagles. Three conceded against um, Elton Rovers. Uh, two conceded in a win against Erif and Belvedere. Uh, three conceded uh, a clean sheet against Elton Lions. So, I mean, you can see El Blackford and Erif, Elton Lions, two teams, sadly, because uh, they're good teams, two teams that are struggling this season. Forza got three against them, should have got more as well. Uh, clean, They didn't. They, they conceded three against Erif and Belvedere and three against Falconwood. They, you, you can get them at the back, although... From what I've seen, they are a strong. They are a strong side at the back. Oh, very strong side. And looking at how many they've conceded, you wouldn't have put it. Up, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have said it. But it's a crazy season for goals. Um, 
So I just, I just, I'm going to back Crayford. I just think they might be a bit more tighter at the back. Three one Crayford Gibbs's um, prediction over at down at Thamesmead. Uh, it's a nice surface here. Hopefully, uh, the, the I think it holds up. It it was very wet when I ref there, and and the pitch was fine. Um, what am I going to go for? Will the Belvedere boys be out next? Will they be out on the Saturday night? That will be, I suppose, both teams will. I'm going to back Crayford Arrows to win. I'm going to go 2-1 Crayford Arrows. They just seem a different, they're a different, uh, it's a different level. They're a really good team this season, Crayford Arrows, and they'll be up for it as much as into Belvedere. Uh, Good luck to Mr. Morrison, uh, the referee on this one. On Sunday, uh, a good referee for a very good game. Uh, that'll be absolutely brilliant. If, as Gibbs said, if you haven't got a game Sunday, get down there uh, and watch this one. Right, the third game is another cup game. New Park from Division Three taking on Baltarks from the Prem. A Dewar Shield game. I know why Gibbs has put this on there because New Park's form of late has been absolutely uh, fantastic. Um, they're a team from the lower divisions that no one would want to play. Uh, their style, uh, their presence, and their and their attitude in games makes them um, a tough a tough opposition uh, for anybody. New Park's form, mate, absolutely is superb. So, and I think I go now. I think they're unbeaten in about their last six or seven, maybe even eight games. Honestly, just um, literally, don't be fooled. They would they they're a good side, a very they're, good. Side. They've lost one game in the league and that was at the end of September. They've only played five games, but yeah, Gibbs, you're right. I'll, I'll go for all that. Now, they're, they're league form. They're the home team. So they're in Division 3. Uh, yeah. Fifth fifth is Division 3. Uh, a few games in hand on some of the teams in there. Uh, four wins and a loss and a plus nine goal difference. 12 points for New Park. Their last few games, uh, a 2-0 win over South East Athletic Maroon, which is a very good win by the looks mm-hmm. of SE Maroon looking good. Uh, they beat Adidas. Uh, one nil in the in the Jewish uh, Shield in in the last round. Uh, yeah, they... you, you look at their wins, right, mate? And look, they conceded nothing against Junior Reds, nothing against Fleetdown, one against Advent, none against Hartford, one against Bexley Wanderers, two against Peckham Rye, nothing against um, Southeast Athletic Maroon. <coughs> well, they do not concede goals. They no. defend as a unit, as a team. They. They put their head on everything. They can play ugly. They can play nice. Um, they're literally there. They're, they, you know, they're solid and they've got some really good players. And don't take them lightly, honestly, because they they will they will be challenging this year. I think so. Their top goal scorer is Charlie Wilson, seven in eight. Uh, Harvey Brinkley, six in eleven. Uh, Jack Carthy, six in six. Uh, Dan Brooks, five in nine. Uh, Johnny Wright can't do anything wrong at the minute. Four in ten. Uh, and Mike and Samuel both have one uh, goal for New Park. They're in a real good run of form. That win, that defeat to uh, Tudor Sports seems to have given uh, a kick up the arse that perhaps they needed uh, this season. Uh, it's been good. It's been a good one for them. In the Prem, they are playing Baltarks, who sit fourth. Uh, no wins in five games in the league for Baltarks. Four draws. Uh, and a loss, a minus one goal difference for the Bulldogs. Uh I've seen them once this season against Jam, and they were in the game for eighty minutes, uh, and the final ten minutes let them down. They're going to be, they're going to have to be on it all game uh, against New Park. It's not going to be a nice, 
um, experience for him. And it's against the team used to playing on 3G as well, Gibbs. So New Park, there's no advantage for the Tarks there play, playing against New Park. Uh, mm. Ball Tarks, their last few. Two draws against Mildeen, 0-0 and 3 all, uh, And a 9-0 win over Willage Royals in the last round before this of the uh, Dewar Shield. 9-0 against Willage Royals. I mean, they've been in every game, haven't they, Paul Tarks? No one's run run right on them. No. Um, like the 9-0 there, they've won 5-0. They've lost 2-1 to Jam, 2-2 with um, Sports King All-Stars, 2-2 with Metrogas, 4-3 lost to uh, Kenimel. They've been there and thereabouts. They've not been uh, overrun by anyone. No. Um, do you know what? For me, you know what? I'm I'm going to stick my neck out here. You know? I'm going to back New Park and I'm going to go for a good old-fashioned 1-0. One nil to New Park. One nil to New Park because they defend very, very well, and they will hit you on the counter and on the break, and they have got a goal in them as well. Especially the lad that plays on the wing, Blimey. Do not be deceived. The guy is like fucking. He he looks like a big lad, mate. But fuck me, he can move. Do you know what I mean? He's got great feet and he's very quick. Fair play. Uh, Gibbs has seen them this year, so good. A good report from Gibbs. Uh, Ball tuck scorers. Before we go on to my prediction, Dayo. As four and seven, Marvis three and five, Adam two and seven, uh, Jake two and two, uh, Michael Philip uh, Ogbugu as two and two, uh, Elliot as one and seven, uh, Mishak has two and three, uh, and a number of single scores. I, I'm going to go with. Um, oh, this is a cut game. I'm going to go. Hey, we've got a, some cracking games this week, you know. Yeah, this is hard. This is hard to pick this one. But you know what? I'm going to go for a two all. I think this is going to go all the way. Fitness is getting penalties. Uh, ball tarts do move the ball nicely. Um, in in Division Three, they wouldn't have they won't have a team that moves the ball as nicely as uh, ball tarts. I wouldn't have thought, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful. Uh, Division Three teams, um, they're all they all play uh, effective football, I'd say, but probably a bit more more direct than the way that ball tarts move it, and uh, with pace as well. They're very very good uh, going forward. But I think New Park uh, will be up. Will be up to the challenge. Uh, but I can see it going to Pens. And after that, who knows? It's a lottery. No Harry Kane. No no Harry Kane penalties. Oof. Still, still too early, week dog. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, the last game we're predicting this week is two teams from the best division in in West Ham. At the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network, Division Six. <laughs> Royal Oak uh, against Greenwich Challenge Vets. Uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets tasted defeat for the first time recently against Cabras, their first loss of the season. Uh, Royal Oak are unbeaten in Division 6 so far. Royal Oak's last few uh, was a one-all draw with Lesser, a 5-3 defeat of Springer United Blues in the, the previous round of the West for Shield uh, and a 3-1 defeat to Prem Division champion, champion Hopers uh, jam, no disgrace this themselves there against Jam Royal Oak, uh, but a win uh, and a and a point. They may be disappointed with the one point, but put a credible win against Springer United Blues. They're having a good season. Uh, our Royal Oak, their goal scorers for the season so far. Hopefully they've put them all on. Uh, Ryan Hilton having a really good time, sixteen in ten. Uh, Any Penev having uh, scored twelve in nine. Is a good old uh, having a good time. Nick DeCruz, four in ten. Ad- Adam Roberts, four in six. Reese Henry, three in seven. 
uh, Alan Selby, two in five. Uh, Robbie Harrison, two in eight. Sharing the goals around, having a good old time. Greenish Challenge Vets, their season, their third, six uh, games played, five wins and one loss, as I just said. 14, uh, a plus 14 goal difference, much improved. Greenish Challenge Vets uh, looking to gain promotion from the best division to the 10th the best division in Westford next season, Division 5. Um, you know what, though? Looking at that, though, I know they've had a good start in the league, but look, one they lost to Cabras, one all with Mottenham, and then, all right, they won on pens. A 5-1 loss to EWD Eagles, a 3-1 loss to Sig Cup. Um, they're not hmm, they're not pulling up any trees, you know? Not not of late. The form seems to have taken a bit of a nosedive, um, and we'll look yeah. into that. Cabras, yeah, 1-0 in the league. Drew a shield, Mightenham Park Rangers. We've just seen them put in uh, a more than credible um, performance against SC Dons in the SC Dons' latest video. Uh, yeah, three, three definite pens. I don't know what the moaning was all about, by the way, gents, um, but three definite penalties. Uh, no, they, were, <laughs> they, they, they were penalties. They, don't get me wrong. I can see where people say they were soft, but they were still penalties because if it was outside the box, you'd want the foul still. So just because it's inside the box, it don't mean it ain't a penalty. Exactly. Uh, Challenge Vets got a, uh, a one on pens against Mottenham Park Rangers. Uh, heavy defeat to EWD Eagles, who seem to be very uh, up and down with their thing. And then uh, they lost 3-1 to one of our games of the week quite recently. Uh, they were two teams were both top and unbeaten of their respective divisions, five and six. But the form's been the form's been decent from Challenge Vets. Just the cut form uh, has taken a nosedive. This game, this game is a... no. Greenish Challenge Vets aren't playing well, like they're playing well, uh, New Cross Reserves now. Uh, do you know what's happened? Um, just due to this week's fixtures being changed around. Oh, Jace Verillo's been at it at the minute. Oh, Verillo's been tinkering again. He's been, uh, he has been changing the games to make sure everyone plays football. Uh, well, let's keep it as this New Cross Reserves against Greenish Challenge Vets, shall we? Okay, no problem. So just going through week, dog. Sorry, just so we're on on the same page. Bulltarks uh, are playing New Park. That game is still on. Yeah. Um, let's have a look uh, into Belvedere, just to make sure that all the predictions are there. Into Belvedere are playing Crayford. That game is still on. Yep. Uh, what was the other one? Rose and uh, Crown. Rose and Crown Div Five. Let's have a quick check. One sec. For the 18th. Yes, they are. They are. That game is still on. So literally, we've only got one change in our in our lineup. That's fine. So uh, the fourth game is now. Sorry, Rosen Crown, you did get a little shout out. We've give your players their shout out for their goals. Uh, but not that game, you mean not Rosen Crown? Royal Oak, different pub. Uh, so the game is now New Cross Rovers reserves taking on Grealish Challenge Vets. So we've done the Grealish Challenge Vets things. Let's talk about the Sharks from New Cross Rovers reserves. Their last few games, uh, a three 0 defeat. Of uh, Sid Cup, Mike Verillo has uh, been in the sticks. Mike Verillo in the sticks, uh, and some players that were meant to be playing Prem Division football this season, playing in Division Five. Uh, a three-all draw against Rising Talents from the senior, um, and uh, and a five-four win on Pens. Uh, a four-one win against Hartford Athletic Blues. Uh, everyone seems to beat Hartford Athletic Blues at the moment. Um, and EWD were dispatched of five-two. You actually have to go all the way back. <clears throat> to uh, the 18th of September for the last New Cross Rovers Reserves defeat. That was the Sid Cup 5-1. Interestingly, though, Gibbs, these two met in the West for Shield uh, first game of the season. 
and the Challenge Vets did win 2-1. Since then, the first team have folded uh, and the team and the players have gone across to the reserves. Some of the players are now playing in the reserves. It's a changed, <laughs> it's a changed side. Let's just look at their scorers first. Uh, Theo has seven in nine. Ronnie, five in eight. Uh, Ryan Nevin has three in six. Uh, Sheriff, two in five. Miguel, two in three. <coughs> Isaac Selly has two in six. Kelsey Smith, two in nine. <coughs> Kieran Badrick, two in ten. And Shane, two in nine. <coughs> what do you think of this and, one, Gibbs? And Mike Farillo, 15 and two. He's doing all right. Yeah, he's giving, yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike's giving himself 20 goals for the season. Sorry, mate. Can you do a bit of analysis? I'm going to cough. <laughs> the joys of live recording, eh? Oh, mate. The joys of the joys of man flu. The joys of live recording. Now, to be fair, I think this game, Newcastle have obviously improved a lot. And Bexy, uh, sorry, Greenwich Challenge Vets seem to be, uh, not on a demise is a strong word, but I think that they're not playing as well as they started. Maybe they've picked up injuries. I don't know. Maybe some players have left. Um, I'm going to back New Cross on this, though, just because of the form that they're in after beating Sea Cup, giving Sea Cup their first loss of the season. I think New Cross should be pumped up, sitting in third. Yeah. Um, I think this is a massive, massive game. Um, I am going to go New Cross 4 1. 4 1. I think it's going to be a decent New Cross reserves win as well, to be fair. 4-1. So this is actually a cup game now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Newcross in the higher league with division above. Got to back them, haven't you? Yeah, I think you've got to, to be fair. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to back Newcross 4-1. Big Graham. Big Graham Seymour in the middle. Big Graham. <laughs> Big uh, background. Challenge Vets missing a player for suspension as well. Whether that makes a difference for them, who knows? But I'm going to back Newcross I'm going to back them 3-1. 3-1 to Newcastle. You all right? Yeah, I've got, I've got a cold. My throat's killing me. I keep I keep holding back a cough. So that'll be nice. Right. Cheers, Gibbs. That's all four games in. Just to just to remind everyone, Rose and Crown Foresters, Inter Belvedere, Crayford Arrows, New Park, Bulltarks, uh, New Cross Reserves uh, against Greenwich Challenge Vets. Good set of fixtures, Gibbs. You've done a good job this week. Mate, I get this appraisal every week because I'm always picking out the best games in Westford because we have a shitload of best games. We need the best <laughs> league around. This is what happens. It is. Do you know what I mean? It is. This is what happens. Don't be surprised uh, to hear that. Right, the games, some of the pick of the games from this week. Doesn't look like there's very many league games being played this week, Gibbs. It's all cups. Is that right? Yeah. Mate, we need to catch up on fixtures, don't we, because of the, the, the bad weather recently. God, there probably loads. will be a lot of cup games. There's loads of... Um... There's loads of cup games, so let's have a look. I'm backing JJ off the record, by the way, against Cabras. Well, uh, Cabras are playing in the Mike Strong Memorial Cup. Oh, I've not picked the date, that's why. Nice one, we do <laughs> I know, I've done this before. Uh, Eltham Derby, Eltham Rovers against Eltham Lions. Uh, could be uh, a tough day for Eltham Lions if their bad form continues. Uh, hopefully everything's uh, going well there. We wouldn't like to see. Uh, we 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 don't like to see them struggling the way they've been struggling. Uh, from Belvedere playing Northern Eagles. Uh, Rising Talents against Push. The games from the senior in Division One. Uh, 
the King of Arts Media Productions Division One, the third best division. The first best division. Um, FC Barker against Hartford Athletic is a team is a game from that Division Four clash last season. That's a good, a good little fixture. Hart- Barker's form going backwards. Hartford Athletic uh, look a good team this season. Uh, from Division Two, uh, the best game of the day: NPR Morton Park Rangers against Borden Sports Westfar. Uh, good luck to both of those teams from Division Three. Pick of the games: uh, Avery Hill against Fleetwood Mac. Uh, when I said when I said the Mac was in the sack race the other day, Fleet, <laughs> Fleet Down didn't understand who I was talking about, so I had to explain that for them. They uh, might be it, a young side. They might be 69ers taking on Old for Trainings as well. A good game. Uh, Southeast of Lake Maroon, Bexley Heath is a very good game. Division Three, good day in that division. Um, AFC Bexley against Thamesmead Town is a good game. Uh, Steve goes against up against his friends, some of his mates, I believe. I can't believe he's got mates, but some of them play for Hacienda Reserves. That'll be an, <laughs> an interesting game for him. Uh, and the ballers go up against uh, Beacons in a good game. Elton Lions Reserves against Highfield Rovers. Pretty decent set of fixtures in Division 4 this week as well. Uh, Bexley against Thamesmead Town. Uh, could be a tough day for Thamesmead Town, uh, although they've been performing quite well. Uh, in, in the Selk Grassroots Podcast Network Division 6, the best division. The fourth best division. Uh, Bexley Village Vets, will they get a team out this week? Is McCracken messing, is McCracken messing about with, this, with the Twitter account? Who knows? Uh, but lesser are their opponents this week. Cabras against JJ United. Uh, we did write JJ off last week after not being able to beat uh, Sporting Greenwich, who were bottom of the league then. Um, can JJ get a win against Cabras? Who knows? Royal Oak now play uh, Sporting Greenwich this weekend. So a nice game potentially for Royal Oak to end 2022 uh, against a team struggling at the bottom of Division 6. In the Kent Sunday Junior Cup, Burridge go against Hatcham from the OBDSFL. That's a really good game. Uh, Glebe from the OBDSFL take on Barnhurst. That's a game of that's okay. a game game of the the, the round for me. Uh, Lid, uh, that's a bloody that's a different team. Don't need to read them. Uh, Footscray Lions take on the Warren from the OBDSFL. That'll be a good game. Uh, and Gibbs, you go again against Sutton Dynamos from the uh, Selken Under Twenty One Division. Um, we try. We try. What, what's the, I mean? What's the plan for the for, for playing a, a a younger team? I mean, they're still twenty one. Probably similar. You play against teams of similar age. Uh, elsewhere in the league. Do you treat them any differently because they're supposed youth team? Mate, you treat no one differently and you give everyone... You know that they're there, but you don't show them too much respect. They're going to be young. They're going to be full of legs. We just, it's a game where we have to use our experience and our, our game management probably. And obviously they're in the fourth round of the Kent Cup. It ain't, they're not, they ain't like the first round. They're, they're not going to be any mugs. They've beat three teams previously. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, we we'll take it as it comes, and uh, we just have to use our experience. We've got the we've got the quality in the squad. Kick him a bit. Well, I didn't want to say it on like, like but you know, <laughs> uh, clubs of challenge cup. Uh, Crocodile Forza is a good game. Let's have a run through Jewish Shield, Inter Belvedere, Crayford. We've spoken about uh, Metrogas Sid Cup is an interesting one. Uh, not the same Metrogas this season as previous years, despite good wins in cups. Uh, they haven't got quite that same aura about them this year. Uh, Sid Cup will look to capitalise on that. Red Velvet against Southwark Dynamos could be uh, a massacre. Uh, Tudor Sports Rangers taking on Chimera. 
Uh, Woolwich Royals, Bexley Hawks in the Burt Holloway Trophy is a very good game. Uh, Hartford Athletic Blues against Bosco is a game Hartford Athletic will be looking to get some points. Uh, we've done all these. These the the cup the county cup games appear twice on the West for uh, things. Gibbs, uh, only one show to go next week. Uh, we'll go through the results and take a look at the tables and uh, and the goal scorers for. Uh, the halfway point of the season. I wish you all the best against the under-23s, under-21s of Sutton Dynamos in the Cup this week. All the best. All the best, mate. Thank you. Have a good day. Speak to you next week. Cheers, mate. Bye. Next up on the podcast is a vastly reduced Southern Sunday section. Weather beaten, as I will say, at the beginning of each of our sections, a, uh, a hugely uh, reduced schedule. Yesterday, I'm joined by Sir Graham Rodba. Again, we're going to push this for the next 20, uh, the next 18 days. We're going to push uh, the New Year's list for Mr. Rodba. How are you doing, sir? Hello, mate. Uh, I think it might be a bit late for this year. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe next year. There's like always us, next year. And like there's us with the, the year content. after. Well, there's always year after, and then there's all this the year after that, and you know there's always the year in twenty thirty. You never know. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. Uh, anyway, how are you? Full of cold, as you can as you can hear. So I apologise for any horrible sounds and and things you can hear while I'm trying to talk and hold hold things together. Um, for three three games played, four results yesterday. Uh, Sad that teams are given walkovers yesterday when it was obvious that the game. Well, they gave it. They gave it before the weekend. To be fair, and at the end of the day, uh, with this particular team, they're so far behind with fixtures. There's no room for any wriggle room with them. So you know, it has to just be a walkover. It's just one of those things. Let's look at the three at the three results from yesterday's uh, games uh, in the Graham in the Supreme Trophies Graham Dodd Premier Division. Uh, Lazio and AFC Putney squared off a good account of themselves made by Lazio. They've been getting pasted and they've been getting pasted on a regular basis in the Prem division. Uh, Putney winning 3-2 yesterday. But for me, don't know if it's the weather or, or anything like that or England that uh, the night before that have, that have levelled the playing field um, in terms of boozy evenings. But 3-2 um, Putney uh, were the winners as I say, a good account of themselves made by Lazio and some resolve shown in, against the top side from last season. Yeah, they've clearly done all right there, haven't they, really? Um, I was just looking at this. I think it was um, five goals scored in seven games and then obviously they've scored two then in one. So yeah. that would suggest to me maybe going forward that uh, they're starting to address some of those issues. To counter that, um, another three goals, <laughs> another three goals to concede, yeah. which gives them a, a minus 39 goal difference kind of uh, after eight games. You know, we've said it about Lazio every week, haven't we? Um, they played more, they're, they're cut off and they played more games. It, it is not looking great. I think they can only really look at the other teams there, Clapham Rovers and Part of Life, and hope that they've hardly got a win between them all season, that that run is going to carry on. And whether that it's a change in personnel or shape or system or management or whatever it is at Lazio, that they do something in the in the sort of turnaround over the festive period going into January and that they can try and turn these results around. But 
if you've lost eight games sort of in the first half of the season, there's not really an indicator that says that they're going to turn that round. But if they want to take a little bit of heart, if you look at the likes of Brixton and uh, London Hibs and teams like that from last season, um, you know, we wrote them off and look what happened in the second half of the season. You know, they seem to pick up one result that then gave them confidence and then they used that as a springboard to take it forward. So it's not all over. Um, but it's going in the wrong direction. I think from a Putney perspective, will they just keep themselves just as the outsiders of that top four, really? They just keep themselves. They're not really in contention, but if there was to be a mass collapse, I think, with the other three, um, you know, they're there potentially with a, um, a kind of a foot in the door waiting in the wings to to kind of have a say. So they're almost the outsiders, or they are the outsiders, the top four. Um, yeah they'll be nonetheless pleased, you know, to have got that, uh, to have got that win yesterday um, because, you know, that was a, a potential uh, sort of banana skin on that 3G. But actually I went down to the 3G down at Southfield yesterday and I, I was shocked. You know, I thought it might be a bit icy, a bit slippery, not a bit of it, um, really fantastic surface. So um, yeah, grateful that we could get that game on. And that's another one ticked over in the Premier. We always like to keep the Premier teams going because historically, you know, they go further in the League Cups and the County Cups and they play more games. So just to get that one in, I mean, to get any games in yesterday was a, was a bonus, wasn't it, to be honest? Yeah, I mean, you've done well to get three, three games played uh, of other leagues. I'm looking around our predictions. We only had the, we only had one game played from the predictions last week and that was uh, the Broomwood game that we'll get to yep. at the end. Uh, that well, was the good enough. Southern it. Sunday flies the flag for the predictions. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, second game played League 8. Two games in League 8 played. Two results from League 8, should I say. St Matthew's Project B losing 4-1 uh, to the Vauxhall Virgins. Uh, a big result for the Virgins. St Matthew's Project B, a, a dodgy team on their day. Uh, I don't mean that in a bad way, but certainly... Uh, a tough opposition. They, they can match anyone on their day. Yesterday it was a day that belonged to the Virgins and they are having a fantastic season. Yeah, um, but they'd be delighted with that. Um, routine win. They'd have been predicted to go and do it. Um, four goals, I'm not surprised they scored. No. Um, not at all. You know, they, they like the back of the net, but not as much as St. Matthews. You know, St. Matthews absolutely love the back of the net. They're the top scorers in that division, but obviously just played a few more games than the other teams. And we we know that St Matthews have caused other teams problems, um, but 4-1 does sound like a very, very routine win. And they do have the look of the, they do have a look of promotion and a look of champions about them, don't they? They've just, the way they go about their games, eight games now unbeaten, have only conceded nine goals in eight games, which I think, you know, you build your success, don't you, want a really good defence and a good goalkeeper. Um, and, you know, they look like they're going to be the front they're going to be the front runners and, and almost, you know, with the likes of Masvida and Deportivo, East Putney and Old Town and Ballam and Clapham Albion, you know, they're miles behind really where, where Vauxhall are. So maybe it's Vauxhall plus one more is what it looks like, but I don't think it will be St. Matthews. I think on the basis that they've just probably played too many games. No, no, no. I think Virgins definitely went into that one uh, as favourites, but St. Matthews Project B, as you say, just from their goal scoring uh, prowess are always, they're always going to be in games, especially in League 8. Uh, just not yesterday. Uh, Vox of Virgins proven to be one of those teams uh, that's happened um, throughout the throughout the Southern Sunday. Just those that team that finished in runners-up positions that seem to have used that as motivation to to maybe strive to to be yeah. uh, champions this season. The likes of AFC South London, uh, Vauxhall Virgins, uh, blah 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 blah. Lo lots of teams that that have done it. Um, 
and yeah, the Virgins definitely uh, have, have learned their lesson from last year. They do seem a bit more clinical. Yeah, it seemed clinical. And obviously they've got, as I say, right at the other end, with just nine goals conceded in eight games. So yeah. seven seven wins and a draw in their first day is um, you replicate three quarters of that for the second half of the season. And then, you you know, you're going to have success, aren't you? So yeah. they'll be thrilled sort of going into that sort of Christmas period, um, you know, with the, with the points total. And they've got, uh, that's it for league games for them. We've got Chairman's Cup. Um, yeah, first game back, I think, in January. So uh, they're in the best possible place going into the Christmas break of, of where you would want to be. And if you'd have offered them at the beginning of the season, uh, seven wins and a draw in eight games and unbeaten in the league, um, I think they'd have said, where do we sign up now? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, the other game in League 8 was Peckham Cosmos against AFC Old Town. Old Town, happy to take the points, I imagine, uh, with some with a bad result last week uh, against the Peckham Cosmos team. Still finding their feet this season. They get a pass for the season. It's a shame that they didn't hang on and, and the game would have been postponed most likely uh, down at their home ground. But I know it, early communication, probably the best. Graham's probably angry at me for saying wait in there, but and don't rely on the games being postponed. But it is just... No, I think to... there were one or two others. I have to say, I think there were one or two others out there who were teetering on the brink, shall we say, but uh, kept their mouths closed. But, you know, from a Peckham perspective, they were miles behind everybody else in terms of the late start. So yeah. there, there's, there's, it's a bit of a different, different circumstance, really, for them. We just have to keep the fixture list ticking over because they were, where they were so short uh, of games. So uh, it is what it is. They haven't got any points this season. I don't think it's going to make any difference to the overall total, but it just keeps AFC Old Town ticking over as well. Because if you look at the table, you know, there's a good cluster of about six or second, uh, six or seven teams who have also have, have all got a realistic chance of, of kind of looking at that second spot at the moment. So yeah. we do have to, where we can, try and keep the fixture list going. I know people will think that I'm being out of order and unreasonable, but at the end of the day, the fact is you weren't going to get a team out and... That's no, no, the reality. No, 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 that's no. the team's problem, not my problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. If the communication was made early enough, that's the team's that's the team's problem. Sadly, that's the team's problem. Uh, and league rules and protocol come into play. It's just a little bit of an a little bit of a maybe a bit of gamesmanship, as I like to say. That um, if you're looking at the weather and looking at the weather forecast, just keep your mouth shut for as long as you can. Well, I did say in our bulletin last week, last Sunday, you know, I said that there's going to be mass disruption. You know, I was talking about this when nobody else was talking about it a week in advance and people look at me as if to say, well, you're barmy. Well, you know, they don't, the weather forecasters, to be fair to them, big things, big events like this, they don't get these things wrong, actually. They, you know, storms and things nowadays, you know, we're not, we're not in the Michael Fish era of saying that, uh, uh, you know, it's only going to be a bit of a breeze and then we get yeah. a big sort of storm. You know, we're technology and sort of computers is, has, has long moved on from that. So, uh, yeah. you know, we did have an early advance, you know, a week notice. I think we all knew what was going to happen yesterday. Um it is what it is. We are in December. It's a winter sport and it's cold. <laughs> That's the reality. Yeah, and here's the reality. Don't expect to play much football next week either. Let's get on to that in shortly. Last but not least, in the South Grassroots League 10, the best division in the Southern Sunday Football League. Broomwood flexing their muscles, their young wow. muscles against Wanderers FC. 9-0 Broomwood. My pick for uh, League 10 uh, honours this year, Wanderers absolutely slaughtered, brushed Cod aside, and brushed, and battered. brushed aside, if you will, from the Broomwood lads. 9-0. What a win for the lads yesterday. 
So what what phrase would I normally use at this point? Statement of intent result. Yeah. Without a shadow, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, yeah, uh, unbelievable performance, unbelievable win. Um, yeah, they they look like they're going to be well. They look like they're favourites. I mean, Wanderers have played three, four more games, and there's a point difference. I would suggest that your prediction of them winning the title is not going to happen. Um, I'm happy to sort of put my neck out on the line for that, um, especially <laughs> our, after our that mates, yesterday. Our mates, Exonians, maybe are going to going to get themselves involved. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, and you know, look at the likes of Renegades as well, and Altonians who are, you know, having really good seasons in their own right. I mean, Renegades showing some really good form, aren't they, in recent weeks? So, yeah, um, going to be very interesting to see what that looks like. That division. Um, hopefully, we can get some games in next week. Yeah, um, and it'll be interesting to kind of have a look at the the halfway point to see where we're going with um, Silk Grassroots League Ten. But I think this, you know, as it was last year. I th- I think this is quite a fascinating uh, division, but did anyone see nine nil coming yesterday? I mean, that was that's that's emphatic, isn't it? It really is. And we'll go through. We'll do an end of year review of the tables and goal scorers and all that stuff uh, on next week's podcast because obviously there'll be no games to talk about, so we'll have no. <laughs> Don't have some confidence. <laughs> no, no, no. Have I mean, confidence. I mean, the week after there'll be no games for the twenty fifth. Obviously, I was going to say that's, that's Christmas Day. Uh, so next week, instead of having the predictions part of the podcast, we'll have a tables and goal scorers review and give everyone their shout out. What we're going to do is we're not going to split this section in. We're not going to split the Southern Sunday section into two pieces. We're going to do uh, a full run through because, yeah, we've we've been t- we've only been talking for about fifteen minutes. So uh, let's get straight into the predictions for next week, the eighteenth of December. Hopefully. This snow uh, doesn't uh, make our pitches sludgy and horrible for next Sunday. We do get some games played. Uh, just in case we do, Graham has uh, gratefully picked four games for us to look into. It wasn't too difficult this week, actually. I, I said to you last night, I said, oh, are we doing predictions this week? You're like, yep. I said, well, I better pick some games then. And I think within two minutes, I just think went bang, 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 yeah, bang. Yeah, you I did, yeah. It was, um, it was quite good. Uh, some, it, hopefully, please, 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 let's get these games in. Love to see these go ahead this week. And I think that's the thing, actually, just, just to touch on that. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, leagues are too quick to call games off and they want to see games off. Believe me. Me personally, I don't want to see games called off, right? It takes me three hours just to do one set of fixtures and it takes just one swoop and then all of a sudden that's all your work undone. And of course, I've then got to redo the fixtures. So believe me, I don't want to see games called off. I want to see games go ahead because it causes me more work when games are off. Just want to get that common sense uh, position out there just in case anyone was in any doubt. And I know there are one or two. Who would think that? We get accused of all sorts, didn't you know? We get oh, accused. There's all sorts of God. conspiracy theories going. On. I mean, honestly, a league would want games called off. Yes, yes. Jesus yes. Christ! It's all a conspiracy. You know that. Jesus Christ! You know that because we don't work hard enough as volunteers as it is. You know, we want to just pile on at the busiest time of year, both at work and kind of personally. You know, we want to give ourselves extra work. Didn't you know that, Andrew? You know? Give your bloody heads a wobble if you are accusing leagues of wanting games to be seriously. Off. I kid you not. There'll be all the fixture secretaries from whichever leagues that listen to this shaking their heads. And, and I know most believe. of them. And I know most of them. And they'll be saying exactly what I'm saying. They're going to be saying, oh, God, what a nightmare. That is mental. Right. Let's get into the games. All league games this week. No cup fixtures due to be 
discussed. So all scores will be final scores, not at 90 minutes going into extra time, etc. First up is a championship game. It doesn't feel like they've played much football uh, this season, but Carpet are the home team. Uh, they're playing Putney Town fourth against fifth in the Match Arc Tony Eldridge Championship. Carpet, three wins, one draw and one loss from their five games, a plus seven goal difference. That's 10 points uh, in case you can't work that one out. Uh, in fifth place is Putney Town, new boys, but uh, similarly new boys to the Southern Sunday setup, both from good divisions uh, elsewhere come to uh, the Southern Sunday. So this should be a good game. Six games played Putney Town uh, and they've had a uh, very, uh, a very steady season, a perfect season, some would say. Two wins, two draws uh, and two losses from their six games. Um, a plus eight goal difference, eight points. One game played more, one more game played than Carpet uh, and two points behind. So really uh, to catch up with the likes of Carpet, uh, this is a must win for the Putney boys to keep themselves engaged with those top teams. Carpet's last few games uh, on the pitch. Uh, they lost to Wheatsea 3-2 in the Championship. They beat South London Giants 6-0 and they beat uh, London Ravens firsts 3-2 uh, in the Marcus Lipton Cup just before that. I think a notable one uh, because Venetia Dons won it and we do like them 1-0 to the Venetia Dons in the Marcus Lipton. They beat Carpet, don't forget. The Sean Frouty's there, Carpet. Uh, we know they're a new team. We know they're a good team. Uh, but they're not been quite at it in some of the games this season. Their top goal scorer is Dylan Ramazani with four in five. Uh, Maxime has three in six and Felix Ahorolu has uh, two in four. Kai Bowman has two in five. Uh, Gideon Afori has two in six and they've got a few players who've scored uh, single figures. A fair start, it must be said for Carpet, but they will want to win this one. Putney Town's last few. A 4-1 defeat of London Ravens, a one-all draw with Junction Elite first and a one-all draw with Wheatsheaf Athletic. On paper, that's only one win in their last three, Graham, but that's that for me, that's five excellent points for Putney Town. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I really like the look of this game. I was quite excited, obviously, back in the summer when both teams said that they wanted to move from their respective top divisions in the Met and in the Leatherhead League, respectively, and come into the championship division, which is obviously not our not our top division. So I, I'm excited to have them both in the league. They're, they're, they're obviously bringing, they're bringing strength, they're bringing depth, they're bringing quality to the league. I don't think there's any doubt about that, really. Um, so I, I'm intrigued. I think I'm intrigued by the fixture. Um, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting to see who's going to come out on top, if anybody, in this one. See how tight and how close the two teams are. I think it's an interesting contrast and an interesting matchup. I think both want to win this. I think both want to win this. I think, um, I think they both come in the league clearly with aspirations that you know they're coming to the championship, but they don't want to hang around the championship for very long. Yeah, and they want to go up. But obviously, you know, we've got the likes of Barfold Boys, Albion, and of course, the Junction Elite they run into. So <laughs> it was never going to be easy. We've got more strength and quality in this division than we've had, with no disrespect to previous teams that have been in this division. There's more strength and depth and quality than we've had for quite a long time. Um, there's only two spots ultimately in the Premier for next season. So how this is going to work itself out in what I said right at the very beginning is one of the most exciting close close divisions kind of within within the league. Yeah. Um, 
I, is, it, is it a disaster if either of them lose? No, I don't think it is. They've got games in hand. They can recover it. But I think to take that win against what they would consider a, a promotion rival into the Christmas period, I think is a, a massive tick potentially for someone as a last year result. Yeah. And that then you can take that confidence, can't you, into the first game. You know, we've just done it before Christmas, lads. We've got that win on the belt, under our belts. We've given ourselves a springboard. That's great confidence. You know, let's go out here, you know, four months, five months to go. Let's attack the second half of the season. You just give yourselves that little bit of a springboard and a platform. So I think if, so, if one of them can get a win, I think that's huge, but depending on kind of how the fixtures go and and, and what it looks like when we come back, a loss may not be damaging. I think it just depends on kind of other circumstances, but, but it's nonetheless an intriguing, intriguing game. Um, You know, they both score goals. They're both conceding goals. There's going to be goals in this. Um, It's just an intriguing, intriguing game. Um, Very much looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Just those frailties of Putney Town uh, poking it, their head out in a couple of games this, this week. Their last game, sorry, was a, a loss to Westminster Wanderers. Seconds, 1-0. Uh, and they did lose to West Norwood, a team with um, no disrespect to West Norwood, by the way. Um, but Putney Town with t- title aspirations. After West Norwood's year last year, um, Putney would expect to beat them. They lost 3-2, 5-3, sorry, against West Norwood. And they lost 3-2 to... High flying Albion as well. Um, well, so they also just... chucked themselves out of the Marcus Lipton Cup to Westminster Wanderers second team, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was a crazy one nil one nil defeat, which you know nobody would have seen either. And I think they were a bit disappointed about that because I think they like you know we were having a bit of a chat after the game. I refereed against Albion in the Surrey Cup, and I think you know they wanted to get to a cup final. Obviously, they've got a chance in the Frank Blunston, but um, yeah, they'll be disappointed obviously to go out of the Marcus Lipton, but that might give them the extra motivation that they need to do well in the um, in the league and in the Surrey Cup as well. Yeah, that's true. Their top goal scorer this season is Max Roberts with ten in five, uh, Gideon Bafora seven in seven. Uh, Michael Asari has three in four. Uh, Josh Hughes, three in one. Uh, one game, three goals. That's a good turnaround for him. Archie Morgan, two in four. Uh, Farrell Scott has two in six, and they have three other single goal scorers. Let's get into the predictions uh, for this game. I like this game, don't you? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to call. Uh, looking at their goal differences. It's about the same on average. Yeah. Uh, on uh, Putney, just the one goal better off, but they've played a game more. Yeah, Carpet uh, have got that game in hand. There's, their league season has been just slightly better, but there's not a lot in it. Not at all. Uh, oh, God, it's so hard. It's so hard. Carpet haven't played uh, for, for a while. They haven't played for nearly three, three weeks. Their last game was the 13th of uh, November. So, so that's a month, yeah. A month, yeah. Oh, God, you know what I'm going to do for this one, don't you? Yeah, Desmond. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for a Desmond on that one. Uh, you can see it, actually. You can you can see that. You can see that. Yeah, I uh, I can't put anything between those two teams. Uh, good luck to both teams. But yeah, that looks like um, perhaps um, an end of 2022 uh, stalemate uh, of sorts in that one. But an interesting, uh, entertaining one. Good luck to both teams. Uh, and we'll look forward to seeing the result. Uh, next week hopefully because because i'm officiating that hopefully i'll be able to give you a tale of the tape so nice so yeah i i i am excited about this game i like the look of it i like the feel of it i I like both teams i've not done carpet yet i've done putney town once and had had, uh, a good game with them in in the surrey cup so i am 
looking forward very much to this fiction. Fingers crossed, just looking out the window, we get rid of all this horrible white stuff that nobody likes, and then we get our green, lush, um, pristine carpet, no pun intended, football <laughs> pitches back. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Next game in the Bob Dixon League One uh, sees Kudos Athletic Firsts taking on Celest. Kudos currently third in League One and Celest a second. Uh, two points b- b- between the two teams. Celest was second with five games played and they are flawless so far this season. Just three goals conceded in their five games and 17 scored. A plus 14 goal difference for the away team. Uh, after five games is pretty impressive. Uh, kudos of Lake have had a good start too after perhaps a disappointing season for them last year. Uh, six games played, four wins, a draw and a loss for them. Uh, nine teams scored, nine conceded. Probably a few too many conceded uh, for six games for my liking, but um, 10 is the goal difference. Plus 10, 13 points from six games. Uh, that's more than the two-point average, which you would like to see for a team probably aiming for um, promotion, Graham, but they are against a uh, formidable opposition this season. Let's have a look at Kudos's last few games. Uh, they beat Wimbledon Commoners 3-1. They beat Batsy Dogs 8-1, and they beat Wimbledon Commoners back in the 16th of October, their third game on the pitch of this little run of form. Uh, they won 3-2 against the Wimbledon Commoners then as well. So they've got the best of the Commoners this year. They also beat Bell County um, 3-1. Uh, their last loss was on the twin, the 2nd of October against the Wimbledon Wolves. Uh, shortly before that, losing to their second team in the Marcus Lipton Cup, showing that cup sets don't discriminate even for inter-team uh, matches, which was nice to see for us looking outside in. Uh, their top goal scorer is, Ty- is Terrell Butler. He has seven in six. Uh, Dajan Grant, uh, Dijon Grant has three in three. Uh, Louis Bainton has two in five. Anthony Myerton, two in seven. Uh, and they have two other individual scorers. Sellers last few. Uh, a 1-0 win against Wimbledon Wolves. Last game out on the 4th of December. Uh, a 3-2 win against Barking Mad on the 13th of November. Uh, and on the 16th of October, showing how sporadic this season has been at times uh, with fixtures uh, getting played, uh, Sellers to beat Brixton Town 4-0. Uh, you have to, you you can't find a defeat on Sellers' um, on on Sellers results this season. Uh, they're unbeaten in all in all competitions and all Southern Sunday uh, competitions, should I say? Their top goal scorer is uh, Zahab. Ahmed with five and seven. Ben Donaldson has four and six. Uh, Joan Nicolay Anago Fares has two and six. Uh, Jordan Effer has uh, two and five. Aaron Ivey has two and six. Callum Lansley, uh, Selk, uh, the Selk 11s, Callum Lansley has two and seven. Uh, and Liam Sullis, two and six. Uh, five other players have scored individual goals. When you look at that amount of goal scorers, uh, they share the goals about at Selhurst as well, Graham. Uh, you can see why they're such uh, a successful team because everyone does seem to contribute to the calls. Yeah, I'm, I I like the look of this game as well, I have yeah. to say. I think um, 
kudos. Much improved kudos. Yes, they are much better placed to play these type of fixtures, I think, to give Selhurst a game. If you think of last time out for Selhurst, you know, it was a last minute sort of gasp, 1-0 against Wimbledon Wolves. Wimbledon Wolves have not, by their own standards, been kind of setting the world alight. But Kudos, on the other hand, have had a really, really solid start to the um, solid start to the season, and they really kicked on um, from some of the difficulties that they had last year. So, I almost feel going into that game that Kudos perhaps are a little bit better prepared than perhaps Wimbledon Wolves were last time out. Yeah. And I was thinking in the back of my mind if that was a tight one nil sort of in the last minute, and uh, you know they, they were fortunate to get the win. Selhurst's words and you know very kind towards their opponents and very gracious in victory as they always are um that you know kudos have got a real shout here mm. um I know that nobody will give him a cat in hell's chance because that's just the nature <laughs> of the that's just the nature of the beast and for the fact that you know Selhurst are just sort of unbeaten in, in southern Sunday games but the run is going to have to come to an end it's not sooner or later it's not going to Last week is probably the closest, or the last game is probably the closest they've come. Um, not only to drop in points, obviously, because we know they dropped points in one game last season, but it, it, it's tight and it, it, it sounded like it was a bit of a struggle. And I mean, Sellers to be real well pleased to grind that kind of one nil out, you know, despite not being their best. But yeah. maybe there's a chance for Kudos here. It's a no loss game, you know, nobody's expecting them to do anything. Kudos are not one of the fancy teams essentially to finish in the top two nobody's talking about them so you know all the pressure really is on Selhurst with their promotion and title aspirations and to keep their unbeaten record going so maybe it's a free swing for Kudos and is this week going to be the week um, I picked them up and probably it'll be 10 nil now I mean you know <laughs> uh, Kudos definitely have a chance of course they do uh, we can see that they're scoring goals about th- about three a game uh, and they're, but they're conceding uh, well, you might as well say just under two, just under two a game. Uh, Sellers watertight at the back and scoring uh, the same amount of goals. So I just think that that makes me lean towards Sellers. I don't think it's going to be massively comfortable for him, but I think I think for me a three-one Sellers win seems sensible, um, a sensible prediction. But as you say, kudos, definitely a free swing for them. Uh, Sellers go into every game. The favourites that must have a certain amount of pressure with it. I don't know. I seriously, the boys take it, but they go into every. They won't game. want to lose. They won't no, no, want to no. lose that. They definitely won't want to lose. But every game, uh, Sellers have got this tag on their head, whether it's County Cups or or Southern Sunday. Uh, they're a proper scalp, and kudos uh, won't want to. They won't want to stop their good run uh, of form. Uh, and Sellers will be looking over their shoulder at South London, who are chipping away with wins. Only the one defeat, if they defeat, if uh, Kudos beat um, Sellers this week, then uh, that's a, that becomes a three-horse race, I think, at the top there. So it's, well, it's it does, in... and Kudos then finished the year in second place, and Sellers finished the year. I know they've got games in the side and in hand, but outside the top two. So, you know, that will really put Sellers under pressure you know both county cups league games ken bailey cup marcus lipton cup i mean the fixtures will start to stack up for sellers and that then becomes very very difficult certainly if we're going to get because it's very stop start isn't it the season at the moment they won't want any more of that and if there's a backlog in in games you know we've all right we've seen the sellers lads do it in their last year in leatherhead you know they got backed up with games and they were asked to play two games on one day and all this nonsense i certainly wouldn't be asking them to do that but no. i i know that the guys will be flexible they'll play midweek if they need to um 
you know, they're, they're pretty good. They'll get their games in, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, they won't want to lose this. They absolutely won't want to lose it. No, I don't think they will either. But it's going to be uh, a decent test uh, for the Sellhurst boys. And, and Callum, we wish them all the best. Unashamedly biased uh, on my point of view. Uh, when it comes to uh, Callum and, and the Sellers boys, they're, they're top lads and uh, we wish them all the best. Uh, Graham is obviously impartial uh, until the very until the very end. Uh, but yeah, kudos, definitely a free swing. I like both. I like both teams. I've got a lot of respect for them. And, and you know, I have to give I have to big up kudos because, you know, they started last season reasonably well and then it just well it just collapsed and you know they really got slapped in some results you know to be fair and you know they've dusted themselves down they've regrouped and they've got it back together and they, we've got a competitive kudos and yep. it's like all the divisions if the teams in there are competitive you know and they're sort of taking points off of each other that makes it makes it a good division it makes it a good league so you know it, it, it just like annoys me even in professional football you know when um you know like arsenal have had a i'm not having a go if anyone's an arsenal fan by the way you know they have a barren spell and you know they won the league or man united for however many years it's not good to see those teams struggling because you know you get a, a man city or a liverpool procession you know you want two three four five six teams Absolutely. all fighting it out that makes it a more interesting division not yep. like the nonsense that we've got at the moment where one team is, is just going to run away with it. We don't want that in, in, in football. And, you know, it's in the league's interest and my interest that everyone's competitive. It's not always going to happen. Of course not. But, yeah, well done to Kudos. You know, classic example, struggled at the end of last year, regrouped, and they seem to be enjoying their football, Andy. You know, yep. seem, and, that, and that's good. Absolutely. Kudos to Kudos, I think we can say. Well, there you go. What a lovely, um, what a lovely way to conclude <laughs> that little section. Uh, don't call me Andy because my mum listens and she'll be very upset with you. She can tell me off and um, she can send me, I'll send her a Christmas card to apologise. Uh, Parklife B against Magpie Recruitment is our third game and that is from League Three. Mm, uh, I like Park, this as well. <laughs> yeah, very good games. Parklife B sitting second in the table. Uh, they've got 15, uh, six, 15 points from their six games, just one defeat in six, five wins for Parklife B. Uh, resurrected uh, from last season. Uh, they're probably going to keep one eye on their goal difference this weekend. 22 goals scored in six games is fantastic. Uh, 15 conceded, plus seven from that many wins, uh, Graham. That's a lot of goals conceded, isn't it? Um, it is, but if you're getting them in and you're banging them in the yeah. other end and you're getting three points, you That's know, that, that'll take you somewhere. But I have said before, that'll only take you so far. That eventually, as Newcastle United found out in the late nineties, yeah. it yeah. catches up with you. Liverpool, I think, in their last was it their last season or second to last season under Brendan Rodgers. You remember the gung ho three 0 up at Crystal Palace and three all, and they needed to just be pragmatic and get a draw against Chelsea, and it didn't happen. And you know that's that's one of the best Premier League teams we've ever seen, never to win the league, all because of a gung ho, non pragmatic attitude. So you, it, it will take you so far. But ultimately, very rarely do you see teams that play like that get the success and get over the line at the end. It doesn't really happen, does it? Very true. And, and high applauders good indeed. examples. Very good. And Park Laugh B will be very happy to be... Uh, <laughs> to be Compared to Kevin to, Keegan's yeah. magical <laughs> Newcastle yeah. free-flowing Fastino Aspria type football. Yeah. I'll tell you who would love it if they beat Park Laugh B. Absolutely love it. Magpie recruitment. Let's have a look at their uh, fixtures uh, or their uh, league table. 
uh, results so far. There. I see what you did there. <laughs> but, but, but he hasn't got to go to Middlesbrough again and get something. He's only got to go to Parkline. <laughs> uh, five games played for Magpie. <laughs> uh, four wins and one loss. Uh, 34 scored. Fucking hell. That is a fantastic uh, response. The best, uh, second best in the league, though. Uh, Dara FC, top scorers after eight, don't forget. But on average... Magpie recruitment. After eight, very festive. I like that as well. <laughs> uh, Magpie recruitment at 34 and five. That is about seven goals a game, which is ridiculous. Seven times five is 35. Yeah, about right. Uh, uh, against 13. Uh, most of those came uh, in one game, didn't they? Uh, was it eight or nine against Sporting Crabs first game of the season? For Dara. Yeah, they, they conceded. I'm talking about uh, Magpie. They conceded. Oh, you're talking about Magpie. Who beat them heavily? Dara 6-1, wouldn't it? Yeah, so I was right with Dara, yeah, but uh, I was thinking yeah. of another game. Uh, Magpie recruitment, uh, 12 points from their five games as the one defeat. Uh, let's have a look at Park Life B's last few games. Uh, they beat Ballon Mariners 4-3 last time out. They beat Sporting Crabs 5-4. Uh, and They drew uh, to AFC Old Town in the Chairman's Cup, the uh, a last league game against a, a team around them at the top of the table. They beat uh, Dara FC Firsts 5-2. But their only defeat was the second game, I think, of the season against Magpie Recruitment. So they yeah. haven't lost since then, which is a really, really good run. They've lost on penalties to St. Matthew's Project Firsts on penalties. Uh, but on the, in the league, uh, definitely... Having a brilliant season. 18th uh, for September. That seems yeah. like a long time ago. It is a long time ago. Not something that I don't. I think we can take into much consideration. No, there's been two stop and start, and there's been too many postponements. I mean, you just look at the fixtures there on the board. There's one, two, three postponements showing there. It is. Yeah. It's a bit of a bitty season so far, isn't it? Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere's the same. Uh, Kola Adaji a seven in eight for uh, Park Life B. Uh, uh, Bab Tundi Onasanya has seven in seven. Will Fawn has five and seven. Uh, Samuel Ayula has three and one. Uh, Mashud Onasanya has three and one. Uh, I'm assuming that's not bad, is it? Three and one. Not bad at all. Uh, Peter Vladev has one in five. Uh, not too many scores. They're heavily reliant on those uh, on those six players by the looks of it for their goals. Uh, but nonetheless, they find themselves second in the table. Magpie recruitment's last few. Uh, last time out on the 13th of November. So again. Like Carpet, haven't played for a month, basically. Uh, 13-1 winners against East Putney in the Marcus Lipton, avoiding uh, a cup set there. Uh, in the Marcus Lipton uh, on the 16th of October, they've only played two games in two months. An uh, 8-0 win against Club Football Val. Uh, and that the week before that was the 6-1 defeat against Magpie Recruitment. They've recovered well from that first defeat, Graham, uh, for a very long time in the league. Um, did Magpie, uh, but the two cup games were textbook against lower placed opposition, who have who have, have struggled to get many wins at all. Both clubs uh, since the podcast has been covering them, they've they've only played two games since yeah. the sixteenth of October. Um, played in the Surrey Cup though, in between, I would chuck that in there as well. But you okay. know, nonetheless, it's still you know week or two week gaps between fixtures, which is just not ideal at all. No, is, is a Park Life B team the right team for Magpie recruitment to be coming into this game literally literally cold from weather and otherwise? 
I think they've got enough quality behind them. I don't think that that will phase them or bother them really. And and actually, you know, a lot of these lads, to be fair to them, they're a lot more disciplined than what I am. You know, they go running, they go to the gym, they're into their weights, they're into their fitness. You know, they watch what they they you know they watch what they eat, and you know they could eat a bloody kebab, and you know they burn it off. It wouldn't matter to them. They wouldn't be a fat man like me. So yeah, I I, I, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I. I it's the sharpness, I think. It's not the fitness. I think it's just the sharpness. But I think you lose. I think you just dust off the cobwebs. It's a bit like that first game in January that's after Christmas when you've eaten a crap load of crap, really. That's always the difficult one to kind of shrug off. But, you know, once you play sort of 20, 30 minutes, you, you get in and they've got enough quality there to bring to the table. So I, I shouldn't think that that would have um, any say in it. But nonetheless, if they don't win the game, then... We'll be sitting here this time next week, probably saying, "Oh yeah, that by the way, that was a factor." So there you yeah. go. Who knows? <laughs> uh, they do have uh, some talent there. Let's look through their goal scores. Uh, Ross Cheatham has eighteen goals in six games. That is ridiculous. Six. The uh, Magpie uh, kindly recalled their assists as well, and he's had seven assists along with his eighteen goals. So twenty-five goals involvement for for Ross in six games. That's ridiculous. Sammy Riddick has 12 goals with 15 assists in seven games. That's better uh, than his mate Ross. Uh, Tom Neal has 10 goals in six games uh, with two assists. Uh, Elliot uh, Etazi has five in five with two assists. Uh, Josh Brook, four in five with two assists. Um, And Ryan Coleman, one goal uh, with uh, two assists uh, in six games. There's a number of... uh, single goal scorers for their 11 different scorers for magpie recruitment three of them graham uh 10 or more that's 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 scary isn't it yeah that's how you win titles we fully expect magpie to be playing league two football next season uh it's looking that way for them when they catch up their games in hand um they could potentially be uh two points clear of uh Wandsworth warriors but park Glaff will be enjoying their season too. If they win on Sunday, they could go top. Are they good? Yeah, I mean win? they've got to the they've got nearly to the halfway point. And you know, if they avoid defeat against uh Magpie this weekend, if the game obviously goes ahead, then you know they go they're still in the box seat, aren't they? Because even if um sort of Magpie sort of win that game in hand, they're still gonna be on level on points. It's only the goal difference that, that is better. So you know if you think that Magpie are that outstanding team, which we know that they are, they're the ones that are setting the standard and for part life to be bettering that at the moment and potentially matching it if they were to lose, then I think that just goes to show actually how much Park Life have put into the season and actually how well that they've done. Absolutely, absolutely. They're a good, good team to, to um, benchmark against, aren't they? They are perhaps a gatekeeper team this season. Not, not, not Your term annually. is gatekeeper, mine is benchmarking, which is a very NHS term. Okay. Um I, I think actually Dara are probably the gatekeeper team in this in this division rather than Parklaff. I think Parklaff have probably exceeded expectations this season. The likes of Clapham Chiefs, Dara um are the gatekeeper teams in So I'll stick with bench I I'd say I'll stick with benchmarking then so that that, that fits. Let's go with that then. Uh, as you as you seem so insistent of using that word. <laughs> insistent. I'm never insistent about anything. You should know me by now. That said, we're here to predict the game. I think Magpie Recruitment will win this game, uh, but I'm going to give Park Life, um, they're going to do something that not many teams have done uh, and score a couple of goals against Magpie. Yep. I'm going to go 4-2 to Magpie Recruitment. Yeah, see what, you've done. see what you've done there, see where you're going. Uh, yeah. Looks we'll... a good game. Looks a it good does. Game. Very good game. Good luck to 
Francis and all the lads at Magpie Recruitment, our one of our partners on the podcast. Uh, Francis uh, is a good chap and does lots of things for uh, equal opportunities and, and all that stuff. So we 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 uh, we're very happy uh, to be involved. But Park FB definitely uh, will give the Magpie boys a game. Good luck to both teams. Uh, Mitchum Strollers against London Northcote is our last. Oh, game now this one, it. I love this one. I love the fact that I could put this one in. I think this is this is a this is a magical game. I love this. Brilliant. This is League. Is this League Five? What are they? Five, five, five. Yeah, League Five. Uh, I've guessed right. Thank God. Uh, League Five. Mitchum Strollers against London Northcote. Uh, both teams uh, in the relegation zone of League Five. Mitchum Strollers are the home team. They're tenth. Uh, six games played, one win, five losses. Uh, a minus twenty-six goal difference for the Strollers. Uh, Thirty-three goals conceded in six games is over five goals a game. Uh, they've scored seven the same uh, as London Northcote, who have conceded uh, half the amount of goals, more than half the amount of goals the Strollers have uh, with one game more played. Both teams sitting on three uh, points for the season, <coughs> which is nice to see. You don't want anyone on zero, on no points. Exactly. Mission Strollers' last few games uh, in League 5, they won their last game against uh, Westminster Wanderers' thirds, 2-1. Well done, gents. Uh, Sporting London saw him off uh, the game before that, 3-0. <coughs> and uh, Mitch and Stoll has lost to Dan Beeler's uh, Clapham Wanderers, 9-3. What a game that must have been. Uh, some <laughs> high-scoring games involving Mitch and Stoll as they lost 7-2 to Bluebirds um, the game before that and 4-2 to Dynamo London in the Marcus Lipton Cup. Don't forget Dynamo London, a division, a League 10 team, should I say, from the best division in the Southern Sunday, 4-2. Um, some heavy defeats have been had by Mitchum Strollers. That's reflected in their goal difference. Uh, but they did lose, they did win, sorry, their last one out. So they may be full of confidence going into this against the fellow uh, relegation zone dweller. Uh, Dagron Daniel is their top goal scorer with five in four. Uh, Robert Kennard is two in five. Uh, and Jonathan Purcell has two in three. No other goal scorers for Mitchum at the moment. Uh, London Northcote. Their last three have been a, lot, a win against Sporting London. So both of these two teams going into this uh, with wins under their belt in this the league. This is why I like this. This is why I like this. <laughs> this is great. Uh, Poplar, AFC Poplar Rovers saw off London Northcote uh, a few a couple, few weeks ago now. Uh, 3-1 before that. And Ballon Badgers beat them 2-1. Uh, let's have a look at the goal scores before we analyse this. Because it is a good little game to be picking. Uh, Manuel Godi as 4-8. Uh, Darren... Uh, Van Hinsberg as two in five uh, and two other of their players have single figures for the Northcote boys. Yeah, Graham, two teams going into this um, with wins under their belt. Neither have managed to put wins back to back in, in Southern Sunday competitions so far. Um, how'd, you, how'd you pick this one? I mean, you just go purely that Mitchum just seem a little bit more fragile at the back and, and give London Northcote um, a chance. It's good. It's good. It's very it's good. Twisted. It's set up. It's brilliant. Um, so between 11 games, they'd lost a lot of them between <sighs> them. And then not only did Mitchum pull the result out of the bag against Westminster Wanderers thirds, then, uh, you know, the last game, then, you know, they'd have come off and then London Northcote then uh, pull off that result against Sport in London. Obviously yeah. the team's second and third, respectively, yeah. they just turned the t- league table uh, on it on its head. So 
it's not like you can even say that both teams are going into the game with kind of one's beating a better team and one's beating a slightly lesser team. They've both beat quality opposition. So, you know, you can only judge teams essentially on their last game, which I think this makes it more intriguing and, uh, and more close. Um, I think this might be a bit nervy, you know. Yeah, I think I this do. might be a bit nervy because... They're going to be obviously looking at against each other. They're, they're obviously the nearest teams. You know, Clapham Wanderers are, right, are down there, but, you know, they've got uh, a mass number of games in hand and we've seen what Clapham have done in other competitions. So they're not going to be in eighth place. They're going to be up the, up, up the top end. So ultimately, I think that the first aim of both of these two teams is to finish above the other one. I think they're in their own little... No one wants to finish bottom, right? So I think once you stop yourself from finish bottom and you you get that aim out of the way, then obviously you're then looking up to the next next possible team. So th- there was a real opportunity here, I think, for both teams to just strike that little psychological blow, really get that confidence. I mean, back-to-back wins for one of these teams could be absolutely huge, could be absolutely huge um, at the weekend. And, you know, a real early Christmas present and some real confidence to take into the new year. Um Defences clearly are not going to be on top here, especially for for Mitchum. Having said that, only one goal conceded um, in the in the last game. But from a London North Coast perspective, they got a clean sheet in the last game. So yeah. you then chuck that in, and you just think, well, actually, where do I go? Exactly. You, you look at it, London North Coast don't score as many, but don't concede as many. Mitchum don't score many, but concede an awful lot. Possibly you, you could, on the stats, you get, that would probably take you down more to the London North Coast route. Having said that, um, you know, Mitchum, experienced team, been established a long time, know their jobs. London North Coast, we know the story about the amalgamation of two clubs. Yeah. Maybe this is only the start of it kind of clicking together. So it may be still a little bit too early to, to judge. So when you get all of those things, add them into the pot, I say good luck to the predictors and well done, everyone. And, 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 and I, I think this is, but this is one of the most fascinating, intriguing, tight games that we've that we've done. And what I love is it's great to shine a light on two teams in kind of what the, one of the middle divisions who are in the bottom two. And I just think that's just nice for us for us to talk about them and to just give them both a shout out because actually they've had so much adversity this season. Neither have moaned, neither have whinged. Both have got on with it. They've fulfilled all their games. They don't cause any problems. They're the sort of teams that you want in the league. So, you know, let's just celebrate the two teams just even playing the game and and doing what they're doing because I think that's a success in itself. So my, 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 the variables for me when I'm trying to formulate my, uh, prediction here is does a team in London Northcote that has, that has averaged one goal a game suddenly find more than that for a team that concedes that concedes about five a game are they suddenly going to find some firepower from somewhere that's that's that... it might be the game where actually they they want to fill their boots but you know yeah. as you saw from sort of Mitchum's results against a really top Westminster Wanderers team you know they they yeah. they beat them I mean you know they then they only conceded one. It's not like they won the game 6-5, is it? Oh, don't, this is... It's not going to be a draw. I can't see this game being a draw. But it's going to be cagey, though, isn't it? It's going it's to be going cagey. To be cagey. But is either defence good enough to deal with it being cagey? I'm going to give the strollers a, a go in this one. I'm rolling the dice Ooh-hoo. in this one. <laughs> I'm okay. rolling the dice. 2-1 to Mitchum Strollers. That's what I'm going to do. Based purely... 
I know London Northcote beat uh, Sporting London bef- the game before, but Westminster Wanderers thirds, that was their first defeat of the season. It was, yeah. Against the Strollers. Uh, and I think the Mitchum boys will stroll to victory against yeah, London Northcote. 2-1. There you go. Yeah. 2-1 uh, either way, it's not going to surprise us. And if it finished, it, it certainly ain't going to finish nil-nil. I think that's one score prediction you can definitely take off the table. <laughs> definitely. Right. Thank you for that. Let's have a look at the fixtures for next week. Hopefully, uh, the weather gods are kind to us and the snow evaporates, leaving no trace uh, of its presence um, in the ground. Uh, I think in off the, the top of my head, I think we've got 28 games next week. A lot of teams have requested it off, I think, expecting a certain team to get to a, a certain game. But um, obviously that's not happened, does it? So No. no Whoops. Whoops. Let's, not mention, let's not mention that. Well, I didn't really mention it, but you know. <laughs> in the Grand Dodd Premier, as a Supreme Trophies Grand Dodd Premier, pick of the game, Southwest Rangers against Ballum for me is a fantastic fixture. Park life against Swag. You missed, you're going to miss out on the Christmas party, are you, Graham? No, the Christmas party was supposed to be yesterday. Oh, okay. They didn't postpone it for a week, so you could take part. Um, um, uh, I, I have not. I have not heard from anybody at Park Life, but when I see carpet against Putney Town on the fixture list, I just think, do you know what? I'm going to go and do that instead. Fair play. Uh, in the match arc, Tony Eldridge Championship, we've spoken about the game of the day. Carpet Putney uh, and Albion Cosmos uh, is another good game. Cosmos desperate, I imagine, to get their season yeah. going. In the Bob Dixon League One, Harbour against Norton. Uh, Harbour looking uh, research, uh, looking refreshed and looking to go on uh, and get some more wins. Real Dundonald against Buble, uh, another good game along uh, in League Two. Uh, St Andrews Putney Pacers could be uh, a bit of a massacre. Putney Pacers will need will need all the pace that they've got to keep up with St Andrews in that game. Um, League Three, we've spoken about Parklife B against Magpie Recruitment, Sporting Crabs and Ribblesdale Rovers. Is an interesting game. Westminster Wanderers seconds against Clapham Chiefs too. No League Four games next week. So League Five sees AFC Poplar Rovers taking on Beeler's Boys. Uh, Clapham Wanderers, that's a good game. Uh, Clapham not played too many games in the league. Just the four games played. Uh, so two losses for Dan's Boys, an improvement on last year. Uh, Poplar Rovers currently sitting pretty at the top of League Five. We'll want to see 2022 out with a win, as will Dan. Uh, and the lads at Clapham Wanderers uh, game of the day in League Five uh, comfortably. Uh, Argentina Bluebirds also uh, a notable shout out with the Mitchum Strollers and London Northcote game. Tough to pick game of the week this week because there were there were some other good games, but I think you've done well. League Six UBL CFC against Ram is uh, top of the pile in League Six. Well, uh, good luck to both teams having good years. Uh, in League 7, Olympic Mayonnaise against Egg Fried Roost will be a game. Both teams will have eyes on the three points in. That's a good game. Um, in League 8, Dara Reserves take on East Putney. Similarly, both teams looking for three points in that one, I imagine. In League 9, uh, all good games. Old Freemans against Brick Sustain uh, and SW Lions against Venezia Dons. All good games involving teams uh, at the top of the table. In the Silkgrass route to League 10, the best division. In the Southern Sunday, uh, Club, Def- Club International Football Clapham against Exonians uh, is a good game. We look forward to an Exonians match report for our last show uh, of 2022, hopefully. Uh, is it our last show? Yeah, it will be. Um, I don't think we'll be. No, we'll be recording 
next Tuesday, next Monday with the results of this one. So it's not our last show, but we look forward to an Exonians match report. South London Pekin against Broomwood could be a massacre if Broomwood are in the same form they were this weekend. Uh, and a Chairman's Cup game, one cup game this weekend to be played uh, the 18th of December. I should have said that at the beginning. Wimbledon Wolves against Club Football Vale. Is it just a one game for you this weekend, Grant? Only one, only one, only one. Yeah, we've got very few games in the afternoon. I think only one game in the afternoon because obviously there was that expectation that a certain team would be playing in a certain game at three o'clock, but obviously yeah. they're not and uh, they're either on the next plane home. Good luck parking at Heathrow or Gatwick is all I would say in this weather. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so yeah, only the one game and I think it's 28 fixtures, as I say, because a lot of teams requested it off. I mean, it's not a bad that's not a bad gig, 28 games just before yeah. Christmas. I'm quite happy with that. But uh, yeah, just just the one for me. And I think probably we'll do a, uh, I'm out with Mark. He's down doing the Kudos Selhurst game down at the extensions as well. So we're both down there. I suspect we'll uh, we'll follow that, those two games up with a spot of lunch afterwards, uh, pre-Christmas little lunch. Why not? Lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, and I'll see you next Monday just to talk about the results uh, before we can have a couple of weeks rest uh, over Christmas. There's never any rest for the wicked. Thanks, mate. (laughs) See you later. So next up is Jamie Nimmo, our OBD SFL specialist. Jamie, how are you doing? Not too much to talk about. We've we've spoken on other sections of the podcast. The weather um, battered uh, us us yesterday on, uh, on Sunday for our games. Uh, Broccoli, uh, the only club managing to get both of their games played. Interesting. Yeah, showing off their fancy 4G pitch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just shows you the benefits, doesn't it? But yeah, a complete washout. Um, the weather's killed us and then I've got all these fucking strikes and everything else going on in me. So transport's been a nightmare and everything's just coming to a halt. Yeah, so well done to Broccoli. Two games for them, their first team and reserve team. Broccoli's good run continues, Jamie. A 3-2 win in Division 2 against Alpington, who have uh, who have been the best team uh, so far in Division 2, if the table was anything to go by. Broccoli's run of form, absolutely fantastic. It's not gone unnoticed. Um, and yeah, it's, it's put them top of the table now. It has. Um, so, yeah, being the only team that are getting to play consistently through this patchy period is, is obviously paying off for them. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they've lost since, since I think probably we beat them in the Cup. So, they've gone an excellent run. Um, I think they lost to MSL in another Cup. But in terms of league form, very much doing the business. So, yeah, good on them. Unbeaten in the league since the 18th of September. Four league games won on the bounce. Puts them top, uh, having a good season. Uh, so yeah, well done to uh, Henry and all the boys at, at Broccoli. Seeing them firsthand um, against Hayden Youth Reserve, so I did sort of temper my expectations for uh, Broccoli, but they definitely got some players. There's one standout uh, lad called Billy who plays for Broccoli. Um, if you watch their videos, uh, ever he's a he's a real good player and seems a good lad and well thought of uh, throughout the squad and. Uh, yeah, one standout player for them. Uh, also, the Broccoli Reserves in Division 4 played Phoenix Sports 4, and it sounded like a bit of a classic, this one. 5-3 at uh, Borden uh, Sports. Phoenix Sports 4 win. Um, they get their customary five goals, but Broccoli Reserves not having an amazing season, but obviously giving a game to Phoenix Sports 4, but uh, they're ominous, especially scoring five goals. Uh, you'd expect them to win the game scoring that many. 
Yeah, it's not a, it's not unheard of, is it? Um, we know they've got a lot of firepower, but Brooklyn reserves are decent. Not maybe getting the results. I think they probably feel they deserve most weeks, but yeah, that I think that's probably kind of what we would have predicted that a, maybe a two or three goal margin win for Phoenix in that one. So probably going by the form book, I think. Yeah, Phoenix bought uh, Broccoli Reserve. Sorry, uh, seventh in their table, four losses from their six games. Uh, that's sort of how they how they've gone over recent seasons. Broccoli Reserve. So, uh, but now that puts that win puts Phoenix Sports four top of Division Four. Uh, just the one loss that was to FC United of Bromley. Uh, Phoenix have played eight games uh, more than equal with uh, SMCA as the most games played in the league. Plenty of time for these leagues to sort themselves out. East Wickham. Uh, and FC United are probably the form teams in uh, Division 4. East Wickham Wanderers, Jamie, yet to concede a goal after five games in Division 4. That's good going. Uh, yeah, they're looking pretty ominous. But it's, it's, as you said, there's teams on four games, teams on eight games. There's a lot of football still to get squeezed in. Mm. Um, and it will be squeezed in. I think we're looking at double bankers already. So, um, yeah, a long way to go, but... I think we'll gradually catch up those games pretty fast, especially when those double bankers start happening. What would you, what would your, I know it, it makes sense to leave them to the end because at least you can play the, the single games now, but throw some double bankers in now rather than at the end of the season. What, 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 what's your thought on that? Well, I mean, if it works in terms of pitch availability, both teams are to it, then yeah, why not? Um, if it means that you're getting to the end of the season when stuff's being decided and it hopefully can be decided in a, a full-on 90-minute game rather than two 60 minutes, that's the ideal scenario. Um, so, yeah, if it means putting them in a little bit earlier, then it, it could work. I, I wouldn't be against it. No, I, I think that's a good idea as well. Uh, one game sadly wasn't played, but a result was given. Uh, Blendon uh, giving Farnborough Old Boys an away walkover. So that's a good run of form. Uh, technically uh, for Farnborough. That's their third win on the bounce, I want to say, uh, in the President's Charity Cup. Uh, hopefully, uh, everything's okay at Blendon, uh, but they're giving Farnborough Old Boys that game in the President's Charity Cup. Farnborough go on, and at the moment, Jamie, a team in good form that no one would want to probably want to play in a cup competition. Yeah, it might have been a case of a few weeks ago, maybe if Blendon were struggling for players, they still, still might have fancied that one, given Farnborough. Hadn't been in the best of form, but they've picked up a bit since then. Yeah. So may have had a, I may have had a kind of a say in the decision there. I don't know, but yeah, it's just sad to see teams not getting games fulfilled. But yeah, good for Farmer to progress. Good for Farmer. Yeah, sadly the weather probably that that feels like a decision made earlier in the week rather than last minute. Because if anyone uh, looked out their window, uh, we would, or watched the weather report, we'd know that the games were getting called off. So always try and leave it till the last minute, especially this time of year. You never know when a when a postponement could happen. Uh, that's just that's all the games from the OBDSFL. So we're not going to split the section. We're going to go straight into um, our predictions and hopefully um, the weather is kind and all this snow that's currently sitting and everything uh, doesn't cause too much disruption to the last weekend uh, before Christmas, the 18th of December. The four games we've got to go through, uh, as usual, picked by Jamie. Uh, first up is Hacienda against LSC. This is a Prem Division game, uh, I believe. Yes, it is a Prem Division yeah. game. Uh, this game will be played uh, at Metrogas. Uh, so if there's any adverse weather, uh, this one might not happen. But let's have a look at Hacienda's form uh, as they're the home team. Let's look at them first. They're seventh in the Prem Division. Three games played, one win 
and two losses. Anything but the start we'd have expected from Hacienda this season. Seven goals scored, nine against, minus two. Hacienda start to the season. Three points from three games. That is not Hacienda. Who are these imposters? Don't know. No, it's um, certainly unlike them, but we know they've always got that capability to kind of produce a 4 0 kind of thumping out of nowhere. Um, they've done it before, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're capable of doing it again. But yeah. they're up against a team who have been kind of a little under the radar, I would say. Yeah. Um, but who are in good form, and it's difficult because we're trying to get teams in these predictions, and then games are being called off, so you're not really getting an idea. Of, what their capabilities are, who they're beating, who they're not beating. So it's, it's a lot trickier, I think, this one than the league table might suggest. I think so too. Uh, LSE Giants are third in the Prem. Uh, three games played as well. Uh, two wins and a loss for them. Uh, six, uh, Seven goals scored, six goals against. So you could almost flip these two um, season uh, and uh, it, 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 it matches each other. So uh, LSE Giants doing as well. Uh, as Hacienda are doing um, as bad for their for their high standards. And we do have high standards for Hacienda. Anyone following uh, their progress over the last few years, uh, they've been a top, top side. And they seem to have reached their level at the moment in the Prem Division. Jamie, uh, a league game, uh, potentially um, tricky conditions given the weather this week. Um, we know how good Hacienda can be on their day. Uh, and we know LSC Giants appear to be having uh, a super strong start and a good season. Something's happened with, with LSE Giants. They've massively improved. Um, this is proper tight, this game. There's, there's nothing in this at all, is there? No, there's not. And yeah, I mean, the Fasienda win, they, they go level on points with LSE. It's that tight, even though they're kind of at opposite ends of the table, if you like. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if we start leaning towards draws, it's a bit boring in it. But it's neither it team have drawn. Neither team has drawn yet. Has drawn yet this season. Yeah, which means it could happen. Could happen. Um, it's hard. And again, teams not playing last weekend. Kind of, there's no real momentum there. I think I might just bottle this one. <laughs> go on. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go straight off the bat. We have good old Desi. Desmond in tribute to the man himself. Yeah. So what's interesting is that both teams have scored seven goals in three games. So just over two goals a game. So there's, there will be, I mean, that's not a stupid suggestion. What I'm, but what I'm looking at for the start of the season is Hacienda's conceding three goals a game. Uh, Hacienda, uh, LSE Giants conceding two. Um, I don't know what's happening with Hacienda at the moment. That's for them. That's, that's not good numbers that they're posting up. Uh, LSE Giants will know all about Hacienda uh, from last season. Uh, they're the form side. Let's have a, let's have a look. Uh, LSC Giants, yeah, won their last two in the league. Hacienda, uh, a loss, a win, and a loss. Uh, so they're not in any type of form. Hacienda's last two wins uh, coming against Beckenham Rovers, uh, middle of November, uh, and beating Kuruya 3-1 uh, a week after that. So actually, they haven't played a league game for about a month, but still a team in good form. I'm going to back LSC. I'm going to roll the dice here. I'm going to back LSC and I'm going to say 2-1. That will score for you. It should be. It should be a Hacienda win because we know the players that they've got. Whether those players are turning out for them anymore, uh, who knows? It's hard, to, it's hard to see. Let's have a look. Uh, some of the names, some of the names <laughs> that we've, we've grown 
accustomed to uh, aren't starting games of football for Hacienda. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it must be a frustrating time for them. Um, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know if the Saturday stuff is is taking over for them and they're just not getting the commitment on a Sunday. But it's shocking. It's shocking to see we saw their them and West Wickham on the same trajectory and the Sporting Club Thamesmead, blah, 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 stuff we say all the time, Farnborough Old Boys Reserves, uh, Beckham Manor, they've all done these, mish- they've all done these sort of journeys and ended up in the Prem and and get, and get left found, uh, found wanting uh, when they get there and, and the level is 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 tough. But I'm going to go for LSC to win this 2-1 just because Hacienda seem on a slightly downward trajectory. Next up is a game in Division 2. Crayford Arrows sitting in 8th place against Chislurst, sitting in 6th. Crayford Arrows so far, two games played in the league. Uh, and this is the 18th of December. Don't forget these games. Uh, one win and one loss. Uh, a plus one goal difference. Three points. Don't think anything into any of these uh, at all. Uh, Chislurst, 6th. Six, six games played. Uh, two wins, a draw and three losses. Seven goals scored and 12 conceded. For the Chislers boys, minus five, uh, the goal difference, seven points scored, uh, nothing between the two teams. Uh, Crayford Arrows uh, have only played two in Chislers, six. Chis- uh, Crayford Arrows last few games, uh, a 2-1 defeat to Broccoli. Broccoli having an excellent season. Uh, it must be said they beat uh, Broccoli Athletic, uh, a different Broccoli team, uh, 4-2 in the County Cup. Uh, they lost to Burridge Blues from Westfer, uh, 5-1 in the County Cup, two. Uh, so they've uh, must be a Kent and a London Cup that they've lost or won in there. Uh, they beat Hazen Pickhurst in the in the President's Charity Cup before that as well. Uh, so reasonably good form, Jamie. Uh, not too bad. I didn't do the goal scorers for Hacienda or LSC. I apologise. Let's do the Crayford Arrows. They haven't put any. They haven't put any <laughs> stats on, which is great. It helps when we do that. Just last, last few. Uh, a one-all draw against Hayden Reserves. Uh, a disappointing result for uh, Chislurst, I imagine. They lost 8-0 uh, to Alpington. Not as dis- yeah, so the draw not as disappointing as that one. And they beat Greenwich Mariners 2-0 on the 13th of November. That was the game you said that the, the boys were particularly crap, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, who are? <laughs> uh, Chislurst goal scorers. Uh, that's not on there either. Something might be wrong. me. Something might be wrong with uh, full-time. Didn't they? Didn't the league used to say people had to get all their details on full time? They do, yeah. They send an email every week about it. So I'd yeah. imagine that, that some of these clubs might have a few fines outstanding. Yeah. There's your there's your Christmas cards. Yeah. Uh, a nice find from from Bob Potts or whoever sends them out to you. Um, Jamie, this is this again, like the last one, pretty much in, impossible to call due to uh, due to the the lack of games played and really. No momentum built. Uh, there's nothing between the two teams. Oh well, Greenwich Mariners are between the two teams, but uh, in the, in the league table. But in terms of level, in terms of standard, this is another fag paper sort of pick, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, and you just has a hostel on any teams. You just don't know what you're going to get when they turn up. They could turn up and roll you over like they did with us, or they can turn up and get handed their arse like they did against Orpington. Um, or we can kind of battle to a draw against Hayden, who are bottom of the table. So, um, yeah, they're consistently inconsistent. So, 
I think Crayford Barrows, obviously, they've barely played any games, but they've shown the capability of getting results. Yeah. Um, I've just got a feeling they'll nick it. So I'm going to go 2-1, Crayford Arrows. Okay. I've I've fought Crayford Arrows ever since you sent the game in. Uh, Chislers just don't seem to get that regular bunch of players there. Maybe they do. Maybe they do get regular players and then those players just <laughs> turn up or just put a performance in when they fancy it. But um, it's it a it's a good team on paper, uh, whether, but that doesn't sometimes formalise into results on, on the pitch. I'm going to back Crayford Arrows. I'm going to go 3-1 to Crayford Arrows. Uh, nothing says that, 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 oh, that's just my hunch. So I'm going with that. Right. The next game. Uh, this is a real good game in Division... Three. Division three. Ministry of Ball against oh, yeah. Metro Massive. Let's just double check that these games are happening. Yep. Ministry of Ball against Metro Massive. Met- Ministry of Ball with a fantastic start. Starting to look like a, a team that um that we've said they are a good footballing team. I've done them a few times and they're definitely they've definitely played good football with some real good players. Uh, Ministry of Bill top of division three. Four games played, three wins and only one loss. Uh, plus six goal difference. Um scoring fifteen, uh, but conceding nine. Probably a few too many, but nonetheless, uh, they're winning games of football. Nine points from four games for Ministry of Bull. They'll probably have taken that after four games. Uh Metro Massive, New Boys two. Uh, the OBDSFL currently sitting bottom of um, Division Three. Uh, it seems Crayford, Arrows, Crayford Eagles um, have left the um, OBDSFL. Their games appear to have gone. Uh, their games appear to have been expunged, and that has hurt Metro Massive uh, more than more than most because their two league wins were against Crayford Eagles, and they scored a hell of a lot of goals. Uh, but Metro Massive now find themselves bottom. No wins from their three games. No draws, three losses, in fact. All they've got to show for their season so far. In the four column, they've scored four goals and in the against 13, minus nine for Metro Massive. Uh, yeah, pretty shit for them uh, to get their two massive wins taken away from a team folding. But that's the OBDSFL. You have to be ready for it. Jamie, uh, let's have a look at Ministry of Ball's last few games. Uh, a 2-1 win against Crayway, impressive. A 7-2 win against Old Langlians, just as impressive. Uh, and a 5-4 defeat to Crayway. So some good rivalry, a good rivalry between them uh, and Crayway uh, forming. I think they were they were together last year as well. I'm not sure. Jeetan Maliki is their top man, 7-6. Joe Swain, 4-3. Jonathan Boateng, 2-2. Two two. Uh, Michael Pham, 2-6. Uh, in and a number of players with individual single goals for uh, Ministry of Ball. Uh, Metro Massive. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to have... It's, poor, poor, it's, it's very harsh on them to get those two results taken off. Uh, the Warren beat them 5-2 uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they lost 5-1 to Phoenix Sports 3 and they drew 2 all with South London Spartans in the Vic Farrow and lost 5-4 on penalties uh, prior to that, sadly. Uh, only defeats to talk about since the folding of Crayford Eagles. Uh, Metro Massive's top goal scorer of the season. Chris Machine Wood has uh, three in four. He is their machine. Tommy Wright has two in five. Uh, Adam and Jamie uh, with individual goals each. Jamie, it is tough on uh, Metro Massive to have those two big wins taken off. We've seen it happen before. Uh, we saw South London Panthers, for instance, last season in the Prem have two massive wins taken off of them when uh, when Sporting Club Thamesmead folded 
uh, and it seemed to put them, they didn't really recover over their season when those results were taken off. Um, it is tough on Metro Massive, but there's plenty of games to play. By the looks of it, 18 games, they've got 15 games of football uh, still to play in this division. Uh, they need to start winning and they need to start winning now. Uh, yes, we did say this a few weeks ago, didn't we, that we felt they were maybe in a bit of a false position given that those two big results were really the ones that had got them higher up the table. Um, but it's, yeah, that when you take them away, they look like the big underachievers in that division, don't they, given that we know they've got some good players. So um, what bigger test or a better test than to see how they're going to go about it than playing top of the table who are in good form. So, um, yeah, I think... I think Ministry of Ball have shown that they're the real deal this year. I know they kind of were kind of not spoken about last year because of the Will Gars and the Crayways and the Crayfordaros reserves, for example. But um, they're doing doing the proper business this year, and um, I think it will continue Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to see, hard to see beyond the Ministry of Ball win, isn't it? Yeah, I think just that confidence. So, oh, and they're going to win comfortably. Um, yeah, I think four one. 4-1 to Mob. Mob-handed uh, this weekend. Where do they play? Cold Arbour on the 3G. Yeah. Potentially. Oh, there you go. So we'll be on then. Excellent. Yeah, this will be on. Um, I'm going to go 5-1 to Mob. 5-1. Oofed. Yeah, 5-1. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing says otherwise. Metro Massive not having a good a good time of it at the moment. Right, last but not least, East Wickham against Deptford. Now, this is this Division Four as well. Is this Division Three as well? No, Division Four. Uh, East Wickham Wanderers, five games played. They're second place in Division Four. They're the home team. Five wins from five games. Jamie, twenty-four scored, no goals conceded from five games for East Wickham Wanderers. Slightly going under the radar because we've been we've been distracted by. Uh, Phoenix Sports 4 after their exploits last season uh, and FC United of Bromley. Uh, but East Wickham Wanderers are absolutely amongst it uh, this season. 15 points for five games. It doesn't get any better than that for them. Uh, FC Deptford have slightly improved this season after recent seasons. Seven games played for them. Two games, one uh, and five losses. Uh, 12 scored, 22 against uh, and a minus 10 goal difference, six points. Uh, I've started to blame referees for some of their results, which I can't I can't get behind. Um, so let's have a look at their results. Uh, East Wickham's results, the last game out on the 4th of December was a 4-1 win against Deptford in the Vic Farrow Cup. That's why there's no goals against on their uh, league uh, thing. 8-0 win in the 4th Division against SE Lions before that. Uh, and a, a one-all draw with Westrom in the uh, President's Charity Cup. Uh, and then they went out three to on penalty. So actually, uh, in terms of form, uh, it's not been bang on. Their league form has been great, uh, but in the cups, um, yeah, they've been okay. Um, but that they'll be disappointed not to have got anything on Westrom. Uh, we see Woosh do a job on Westrom from a lower division. East Wickham probably hoping to do the same. They didn't manage it. Their top goal scorer this this season is Tom Serilis, uh, nine and eight. Uh, Jake Humphreys, five and seven. Leon Tapper. Uh, is a six. He's a six. He's a goal. He's a six-yard box uh, merchant. Tap likes to tap in the goals. Four four goals in seven games. That was terrible. Christian Walsh has four in nine. Terry Burge three in three. Lee Lower has three in nine. Stephen Tapper 
a couple of tappers in there. Knight three in nine. Um, Jack as two in seven. Uh, Tavari, Samuel, two in eight. Uh, Jack, Anthony and Charlie, all with individual goals for uh, East Wickham. My puns were the only bad thing about those stats for East Wickham. They're having a good time of it at the moment. Deptford's last few. Uh, obviously, that loss to East Wickham Wanderers fresh in the mind for them in the Vic Farrow Cup. 4-1, SMCA beat them 4-2. Uh, Wickham Athletic 8-1 winners against FC Deptford. Uh, but before that, there was good wins against the Colts, SE Lions um, and Alpington Reserves in the Vic Farrow Cup. Uh, so they had a little good spell. They've 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 backed those three wins up with three defeats, Jamie. Um, so there is something there. Um, they're not they're not completely out of games. Their top goal scorer is is Jesse. He has four and six. Uh, Dylan has two in five. Uh, Benny Jordan and Daniel all have individual goals for Deptford. Um, one thing you can say about West East Wickham that are going to go against uh, Deptford, Jamie. They average five goals a game and they've not conceded anything in the league. Um, in their 12 games, Deptford have scored 12, but they're coming up against seemingly the strongest defence in uh, the in Division 4. I think that's that's an easy statement to make based on no goals conceded in five games. If Deptford got what it takes to to get amongst uh, East Wickham this weekend? Uh, I don't think it's likely. Um, I think East Wickham will be going on to the pitch thinking they're going to win every game. Um, with such confidence and like you said not conceding any goals in the league will only add to that and seeing some of uh, Deptford's results and obviously having beaten them recently uh, I don't see that changing um, and I think it could be an even bigger margin this time actually Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go right in with a 6-0 win for East Wickham Wanderers 6-0 uh, big big shouts from Jamie this week I'm, do you know, I'm going to go I'm going to go a bit more conservative, but I'm going to go 5-0. <laughs> five nil. Five nil. Uh, I'll go one, but I mean, yeah, we're playing against other predictors as well. Don't forget. Um, let's have a look at the fixtures for this coming week. Hopefully uh, most games get played and the, the, this weather goes away with any luck that that will happen. Uh Right, so the games are starting a senior sports sports king all stars against Farnborough Old Boys at Green Court. Um, a real good game. Sports King not really taken to the senior division uh, life as we'd expected them to. We expected them to go in and and uh, take to it like a duck to water, but still finding their feet. Not played very much football this season. Uh, they meet an informed Farnborough Old Boys who are very much into the swing of it and looking to right wrongs from previous seasons. They definitely are doing that. That's easy to say. Um, Hacienda LSC, we've spoken about my game this weekend. Hopefully, fingers crossed, is a beauty. Um, MSL uh, against Palace St. Germain over at Bellingham uh, Leisure. Fingers crossed that one goes ahead. Nice to be out with a team of three before Christmas. Uh, out with Paul Chick uh, and another referee. Uh, but nice to see Paul, uh, a colleague in on the OBDSFL for such a long time uh, since I started in the league actually mentored me, Jamie, in one of my first ever games after I passed my referee calls. That explains a lot. He's seen me go from man to from boy to man. I was going to say man to boy. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, Division one, uh, the pick of the games, uh, Royal Southwark against Lesser. It is a good battle. Uh, Southwest against Club Langley and Broccoli against Hayden Youth um, Reserves. 
uh, is an interesting game. Reverse of the fixture that I refereed earlier in the season. Uh, that one's from Division 2. Uh, DC against Greenwich Mariners. Locking horns with, with old rivals before Christmas. Uh, is this going to be a Christmas cracker? Um, well, could could well be. I think both teams will feel should have had better results than we've got uh, and are capable of. So, I mean, it's a bit early for a kind of a six-pointer kind of talking that because we're both doing all right. But, um, yeah, it should be a good game, obviously, if it's on. Hopefully, uh, we get the go-ahead, but obviously it's subject to the weather. But, um, yeah, a good test for, for both teams just before the Christmas break. So, uh, if it goes ahead, then a big three points to play for. If it doesn't, there's a great big McDonald's across the road. Smashing. <laughs> uh, Division three. Uh, we've spoken about that one. Ministry of Ball, Metro Massive. is a good game. In Division four. Uh, we've spoken about East Wickham against Deptford. That's a blinder. SE Lions, Broccoli Reserves, uh, SMCA, uh, FC United of Bromley. FC United of Bromley looking to maintain their uh, fantastic start to the season uh, in, in that division, in Division 4. So Division 5, uh, Benhurst against Western Wolves has got to be a home banker for the Benhurst boys, as usual. Beck, uh, Bromley Athletic against Kingsdale, an interesting one. Elmstead Resies against Green Street Green is good too. Uh, in the Jack Standham, Bex United against LSU, an excellent game. Uh, Vic Farrow, London Spartans against Phoenix Sports 4, also a good game. Uh, in the London Challenge Cup, uh, Lambeth All-Stars go up against Kamazi Strikers. Good luck, lads. Uh, and Burridge Blues, Hatcham is the Kent Sunday Junior Cup fixture. Glebe Manor, Barnurst, one of the best games you could possibly see uh, on a Sunday morning uh, is getting played in the Kent Sunday Junior Cup. Good luck to John and good luck to Killick and and the boys from uh, Barnhurst and John, obviously, sorry, from uh, Glebe Manor. That's a fantastic game uh, of football. Uh, Phoenix Sports 3 against Sydney in the Junior Cup. Good luck to both teams there, too, over the SFL teams going at it. Uh, Westrum take on Adukwe in the junior in the Kent Junior Cup. Good luck, Westrum. Uh, Wilgar against AIE. It's a good game. Footscray Lions against the Warren is, is Westford against OBDSFL. Uh, and Spring, Springhead Park take on Hazen Pickers from the OBDSFL, unashamedly biased Jamie towards the OBDSFL teams in the uh, in the county cups. So we wish them all the very best. Absolutely, yeah. Hopefully they all can progress. Jamie, thank you for your time today. I know it was shorter than usual, yes. but uh, no no poll for anyone to your, your poll was was kept in. August arrest for a week, much needed. <laughs> it may be busy next week. Next week uh, we'll go through. Uh, all of the results from the 18th of December and have a quick run through of the tables and goal scorers. So I'll see you then. Have a good week and hopefully get a win uh, against DC football. Cheers. See you soon. Last but not least on the podcast tonight is Roger and the Quota Municipal section. Roger, a, a weather battered fixture list on the 11th just gone the 11th of December no games surviving uh <coughs> the storm Brittany or whatever it was this this week whichever whichever storm yeah. it was whatever they call it the the wicked wind of the east or whatever they say yep. <coughs> no game surviving uh this weekend <coughs> just gone so sadly no. nothing for us to talk about uh in terms no. of results no we I think as a as a committee we took the decision early uh, well, I say in Saturday afternoon, Saturday yeah. morning time, we made the decision to call it off rather than teams having to 
wait around for a referee to turn up and then call the game off for a frozen pitch and then having to pay the referee for the for the inconvenience as well. So we took the decision. Um, I, thought, I think the, the right decision. Yeah, just, you know, the last thing you want is referees feeling forced into playing a game and then in, in, an injury or, or, or something, something, something bad happening. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, just a, just a keeping players and referees, um, health and safety, uh, uh, um, at the front of my mind. Absolutely. I think from the, I don't know how many teams we cover on the podcast, 250, no, 300 and something gap teams. Only there seems to have only been about six games played uh, over those that amount of games. So the sensible thing done by the league, uh, I'm sure the players uh, and referees alike and gaffers and all that thank the league in the long run. I know no one likes to lose a week of football, um, but I think definitely the sensible uh, approach taken by the league. Well done to everyone uh, for that. So what we have to do now is to go straight in to the predictions and your four yeah. games of the week uh, as chosen. Apologies to all of the quarter municipal listeners. Uh, I am full of uh, snot and phlegm and all that lovely stuff as I speak. If I do uh, cough or splutter or any of that stuff, um, just thank, just thank God it's not, this is an audio only and you can't, yes. act, you can't actually see me as we record. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the games. Uh, four games picked. Uh, well, Roger, first up, you keep putting them on the, the uh, predictions. Usually the games have been getting called off, but this time they're on again. Boss Jam against Spartans. Yeah. Uh, a big game in the Premier Division. Mm-hmm. Both teams going well. Let's look at the table as we go through the details. Boss Jam are third in the league. Uh, five games played, uh, four wins, a draw, no losses, plus eight goal difference, uh, 13 points for them. For the season, Spartans are second in the division. Uh, like them, uh, the only two teams playing this, in this game are both unbeaten in the Premier. Everyone else has at least one loss. Uh, six games played by Spartans, four wins uh, and two draws. A plus five goal difference. A bit more humble uh, in their goal difference. Uh, Bosdram are having an excellent season. No Spartans with 14 points from their six games. Spartans last three games. They were awarded formally. Uh, the Shirley... Uh, cup game this weekend just gone on the 11th so technically a game was played but that was a formality uh, off the pitch they beat Berryland United in the County Cup on the 4th of December oh, on the 27th of November they lost to Farnborough Old Boys from the OBDSFL senior uh, and drew with London Warriors in the league uh, so a bit of a sketchy time no stats on full time for Bosjan, which is disappointing uh, we can't give their high performance this season that they've definitely got uh, the shout-out they deserve. That's a shame. Uh, Spartans' last three games, a two-all draw with Croydon uh, JFC after being 2-0 up at half-time. A disappointing point, perhaps, uh, for Russell and the boys uh, after 90 minutes. Probably taking a point at the beginning of the day. Uh, London Warriors were dispatched of 4-1 by Spartans. Uh, and before that, Sahar 11, uh, our own Sahar 11, Rogers uh, team lost 4-0 to mm-hmm. uh, Spartans. The, the Spartans uh, players of the season so far in terms of goals, Adonis Gallimore, eight in six. Uh, Daniel Simpson, three in five. Troy Williams, three in six. Dennis Malley, two in six. Uh, and Romano Simpson, uh, two in five. And a number of single goal scorers. Uh, Roger, we couldn't give 
Bozjan players their individual shout outs, but they are having an outstanding season. If they did win this game uh, against Spartans, they would jump above them still with a game in hand. There'd be two points above them with a game in yeah. hand. It's quite a big game for Spartans. If the, if mm-hmm. they if they win if they win against Bosjam, then that game in hand really doesn't matter in terms of league positions um, for Bosjam. They won't be able to overtake Spartans. It, it's a big game. Early doors, the last one of uh, 2022 for either team. Yeah. Uh, how can you see this one going? I think it'll be a tight a, a tight account a tight affair. To be honest, um, I think both teams are going well this season, as you said. Um, I'm 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 surprised at, uh, at both teams. To be fair, if I'm honest, uh, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not su- surprised at where they are. I'm surprised that they've been consistent and and, and just, just just racking up the points as they go along. Um, yeah, you know, we I, I, we know that Boss Jam on their day are are a good team to have, and they have been that way for a long time. Um, they they failed with consistency, and I'm and I'm surprised at the manner in which Spartans have have adapted to, to life in, in in the Premier Division. So, yeah, both teams going well, and both teams will be looking to to end the see end the year on a high. Um, oh, it's tough to pick a winner. Um, I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go go with experience. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Boss Jam, but I think it's gonna be a, I think it'll be a tight affair. I'm gonna say. 2-1 to Boss Jam. 2-1 <coughs> either way is not going to be a stupid prediction. I think I'll back Spartans to go to win 2-1 uh, this one just to reverse your prediction. Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough game to call mm. this one. You've picked some you've picked some hard games. Uh but yeah, I think uh, Spartans <laughs> just just enjoying uh, the better of the better form uh, of late uh Boss Jam with that loss to Farnborough and the draw against uh, London Warriors quite, quite new. So yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to back Spartans. Good luck to both teams. 2-1 either way. I'm looking forward to seeing our predictors on the Sunday league show extra, see what ways they go. They'll, that'll be a split pack. That one in division one. Santola top of the pile taking on uh, PSG Palace St. Germain reserves uh, in the league. Uh, Santola six from six. Uh, six wins from six games. That is a perfect start for them. Can't ask any more of the Santola boys promoted from Division Three uh, to Division Two, uh, Division One. Sorry, this this season, seventeen goal difference, eighteen points. They literally couldn't be any better than they have been uh, in the league. Uh, PSG reserves third, uh, four wins and two losses from their six games, twelve points. A decent start uh, yep. for a, for a new team to the Quirda Municipal. Uh, a reserve team as well, so I don't know how that how that the teams work, but I'm guessing uh, some of the players sometimes supplement the first team, uh, but they could benefit from their first team not playing as well. So we don't know how it works exactly. Generally, it's tough, as Roger has found. I think being being a reserve team, uh, gaffer, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Santola's last few games: a five-one win against Surrey Park Rangers on the fourth of December. That's a couple of weeks ago now. So like most teams in the quarter, they haven't played for a couple of weeks. Uh, Santola lost to gold coaching in the cup, in the league challenge cup uh, and beat South sea Wanderers four nil before that. Uh, you have before the gold coaching game, they haven't lost a game in any competition, uh, any quarter competition, should I say um, they're having a good season. Their top goal scorers. Uh, we've spoken about them quite recently. Uh, Jardel has eight in four, uh, Josimar has eight in seven. Danio has four in eight. 
Jelson has four and eight. Uh, Jadil has three and five. Uh, Christian Darius has two in nine. Uh, Jaroslav has one in seven. Uh, Mauro, one in four. Uh, and Carlos, one in eight. Uh, the PSG reserves, uh, last few, they beat Dynamo Duppers 4-1. No surprise there, sadly, for the Duppers boys. LSU Lions from the Orpington and Bromley First Division saw off PSG in a county cup 2-0, uh, and they beat Addington 6-1. Uh, the game before that. So a mixed bag of form for PSG reserves, mm-hmm. but a good start. As we said, Stephen Lewington scored seven in five. No surprises there. Uh, Kwaki uh, Kumi has six in six. John has three in four. Uh, Joshua, two in five. Uh, and a number of players with one goal. Sean, Ryan, Kevin, Chris, Tony and Dwayne, all with single goals for PSG. <sighs> this to me... Um, on paper, is potentially uh, Santola's biggest test in the league so far. They have played South Sea Wanderers in the league, but they seem to be a little bit in six, at sixes and sevens. Woodside, again, is the same, a little bit inconsistent yeah. uh, in the league. Uh, this is their biggest test so far. I think we can mm-hmm. agree uh, yeah. on that one. Uh, they haven't played. They didn't play this weekend, just gone, and no, no one has. Do we give PSG reserves any chance this weekend with the Silk logo on their sleeve? Um, tough, I'm, make, I'm making fun, I'm making fun, but yeah, I think the fact that they're not played in a couple of weeks, uh, I think, I think, I think PSG reserves of, of, of again, another team that have exceeded my expectations so far this yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, I think they've, 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 they've sort of, they've sort of adapted to, to, to life in the current league, a new team, uh, and they've done really well. Um, I think they'll give Santana a game. I do think they'll give Santana a good game. But I think Santana are probably going to have a bit more quality and, and will have enough to see the game out. Um, but, but again, a Santana game, I think, will be a, will be a, be a, narrow, a narrow game. Um, I'm going to say 3-2. Am I? <laughs> yeah, let's lock it in. Lock it in. 3-2. 3-2 Santana. Rita Usually I'm unashamedly biased when it comes to uh, teams wearing the silk logo on their sleeve, but I do like Santola. Um, this mm. is a tough one for me, heart or head? Heart saying PSG, uh, head saying Santola. Uh, and I think the head, because I'm not just in competition with Roger here, I'm in competition with other people. I'm going to have to go for a Santola win. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say 2-1. Uh, to uh, Santola on this one. Let's have a look. PSG, 10 against in all competition, 10 against in all league games, uh, five for Santola. They do concede. Uh, they score, they average a 2-1 win. Uh, PSG by their goal difference. Santola just not even conceded a goal a game. Yeah. 2-1 to Santola. That's my final Prediction two league two. Thank you for that game, uh, Roger. Two division one games on the list, as we say every week. This league yeah. could feature heavily on all of our fixtures. We could have the whole league uh, as our games. Uh, Kaizen against Woodside, Kaizen sixth, Woodside fourth. Uh, Kaizen five games played, two wins, uh, two draws, and uh, a loss, a plus two goal difference. Woodside played six, uh, four wins, and two losses. Uh, goal difference, nothing really in it. 
Kaizen played uh, one game less with a plus two goal difference and Woodside played a game more with a plus four goal difference. 12 points for Woodside, eight points uh, for Kaizen. So should they win the game in hand, they would only be a point behind Woodside. Nothing in this one, Rog. Nothing in no. it at all. Kaizen's no. last three games. A three-all draw with goal coaching looks like a real credible point. Now they beat Hawley AFC on penalties in the Surrey County Cup and they beat Dynamo Duppers 3-0 uh, the game before that. Uh, again, uh, nothing to write home of, but they had to get the job done. Uh, their top goal scorers, we've spoken about them quite a lot. Jack Marnie, six and four. Six and four. Uh, Cameron has five and six. Emiliano, two, has two. Victor has two. David has two. Uh, Mohammed has two. Uh, Ibrahim Jr., uh, Dijon, Kebby and Taylor, all with single goals for Kaiser this season. Woodside, they have featured quite a bit because they are a team uh, that catches the eye. They won. South, they beat South Sea Wanderers 1-0 in their last game. They beat uh, Surrey Park Rangers 3-1. The game before that, they were beaten 3-2 by Santola. The game before that, and that was a mini wobble. There were three games uh, without a win, uh, a loss in the Cup against Addiscombe, uh, a County Cup defeat uh, and a league defeat against Santola. But since then, whilst they've replied with two wins, they look to be in some good form. Their top goal scorer is Matthew with six in seven. Samuel has two. And Jamie has two. Uh, Charlie, Seth and Liam, all with single figures for uh, the the Woodside boys. Um, this is a lot more tougher to call than the mm. game before, I think. Yeah. Both, uh, PSG and Santola are both around each other in the table. Uh, these two teams are as well, but their record pretty much identical. Just one point yeah. in it if you if you give Kaisen their game in hand as a win. Um, much tougher. I'm going to let you go first on this one. <laughs> Tough one. I think both teams seem to play play their better football or their best football when they're when they're when they're up against better opposition. Um, I think let their, I think that I think they sort of let their standards drop when they're against lesser opposition without trying to be disrespectful when it's to any team in particular. Um, so I think I think both teams will raise their game for this one. I, I, I think this will be a cracking game of football. Oh, I'm trying to pick a winner. I don't want to go for a draw, but. I'm gonna to have to. I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a Desmond. I can't separate them. Desmond. Can't separate them. I'm gonna go with a two-two. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't separate them. Unfortunately. Let's have a look at Axia into the goals. Woodside conceded eight in six. Carson thirteen in five. Ooh. Woodside scored twelve in six. So average two a game. Carson averaging. Uh, they're averaging a, a one-all draw, basically. Uh, no, three, three-one every game. Fifteen goals scored. Fifteen, no, fifteen scored, thirteen conceded. So they're basically scoring and conceding three a game. Mm. Could easily be a draw, couldn't it? But Woodside, that defensive record is just, um, just that little bit, or just a lot better. Yeah. For me, I'm going to go Woodside to win two-one. I'm going to go Woodside. I'm just looking at that, just the goals against. Um, I'm yeah. trying to see, it's trying to see who Woodside, have, let's have a look who they've played in the league. PSG reserves, only conceded one, conceded three against South Sea Wanderers. So that's half the amount of goals in the league mm -hmm. that they've conceded was against South Sea Wanderers uh, and Santola. They only conceded one against Park Rangers and kept another clean sheet against Woodside. They're good at the back. That seems yeah. that seems a fair thing to say. Kaizen conceded six against PSG. 
four against Surrey Park, uh, and three against Gold Coaching. Mm. I'm gonna go. For, I'm going for Woodside to win two one. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. It's gonna be a tight game, but I just think defense. Uh, Woodside's decent defense in comparison to Kaizen. Pro- Kaizen definitely more swashbuckling than than uh, than defensive uh, and sitting back. So that'd be an interesting one. That's my prediction. 2-1 to Woodside. Roger Grand, 2 all one This one, you can't split them. Oh. Division 2. Division 2, our game is Huxley Guards against South London Royals. We didn't get the South London Derby Union against uh, South London Royals this weekend. We've got to wait for that one uh, until the new year. Uh, maybe maybe better to wait for that one, see how the, the title race is hotting up before the fixture secretary throw that, throws that one in. Huxley Guards are seventh in the table. Five games played, three wins uh, and two losses. Uh, a zero goal difference. Probably fair for a team around the middle of the table. Nine points from their five games so far, Huxley Guards. Um, South London Royals are top of the pile. Nine games played, six wins uh, and three draws, plus 21 for their goal difference over twenty over nine games, a 21-point haul. For John and Amari and the lads uh, at South London, Huxley Guards last three games. 2-1 win against um, KFC. Too tight to mention against the team who has shipped goals this season. 2-1 the score, but three points. Uh, is the same whether you score 50 <coughs> or two. Uh, and Huxley Guards, please, with that one, they beat Fulton Eve Rangers 5-4, uh, being 3-0 down at half-time. They turned the game round against Fulton Eve and won 5-4. Uh, alarming uh, decline for Fulton Eve Rangers. But again, Huxley Guards won't care. That's two on the bounce for them. Uh, before that, they lost 8-2. You'd hate to be you'd hate to be Huxley Guards against Labo you know, that day, 8-2, the winners, uh, losing the second half 5-0 in that game. Uh, but Huxley Guard's overall form uh, hasn't been uh, amazing. It's been sketchy. Started off the season with a loss, uh, then a couple of wins, uh, three wins, followed by two losses, uh, three losses, and then two wins again. So they tend to go on little little flashes of form and a defeat. So is that going to happen this week? Huxley's top scorers, Freddie has seven in five, Ryan five and six, Jack two in four, uh, and James and Jimmy have two apiece. Uh, Reese, Jack, Bradley, Kyle, Steve, and Greg, all with one goal each for Huxley Guards. The top, the, the games, the last few, sorry, for South London Royals. Uh, a 2 1 win over Gold Coaching Reserves, tight again uh, for South London Royals. A 6 1 defeat of KFC, uh, a 3 2 defeat of Fulton Heath Rangers. Uh, you have to go all the way back to the 9th of October uh, for South London Royals' last defeat against Rogers, uh, Sahar 11. Uh, but they've definitely gone on a good run of form and they've responded uh, well to that defeat. Uh, a three-all draw against Addiscombe Corinthians, which was one or half-time, so clearly a tight game with nothing in it between the two teams. The only blemish since that cup defeat against higher-placed opposition. Really, uh, Rogers been uh, an excellent season for South London Royals mm-hmm. um, in Division 2. Their, their top goal scorer, Amari, 7-8. Judah, 6-7. Uh, Tyrone Andre has 5-8. Dwayne Scott, five and seven. Perry Monkton, four and seven. Uh, Daniel and Lee have two goals each. Uh, Nicholas, Dominic, Joey, Xavier, uh, Burema, uh, Mark, and Romeo, Chris Collins. Uh, Romeo doesn't have any goals. Sorry, Mark, uh, Burema, 
Javier, uh, Joey, Dominic, and Nicholas, sorry, all with one goal each. I got mm. excited reading out those names. Uh, <laughs> Rog, mm. we know on their day, Huxley can be uh, trouble in Division yep. 2. Uh, but South London Royals, for me, this one perhaps a step too far for Huxley Guards and maybe their, maybe their battles and their wars um, belong with other teams as opposed to South London Royals. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair comment. Um, I, 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 I expected more from Huxley this season, if I'm honest. Um, I think I think they've been a little bit disappointing. Um, saying that, I think if they win their games in hands, they'll. I mean, they've got four at the moment. If they win their games in hands, it's a big if that they'll be they'll be up and in and around the the the, the, the top of the table. So it's. I mean, it's not too late for Huxley. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean. I think they played it in the first. Would they play first game season? And South London Royals won three nil. So, yes. yeah, I mean, I've got to. Yeah, I mean, I've got to go with the full book and 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 and, and uh, the fact that they played once already this season and Royals got the better of them. So, I'm going to go with the Royals win again. Um, I think it'll be a bit closer this time. I don't. I don't think Royals are, will, will will have it all their own way. I'm going to say three three one. To Royals, one three for the. Hey, sorry, Jim. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> uh, looking at the looking at the detail a bit more, now you've made your prediction. We can change it if you want it at the end of this. Uh, sixteen goals scored in five games is decent, but sixteen conceded in five, uh, not so good. That said, in their nine games, uh, South London Royals have scored thirty nine goals. So, for all, all intents and purposes. Uh, forty goals in nine games is about ten. Is about four a game. Sorry, yep. uh, and they've conceded eighteen in their nine. So, so leaky, uh, leaky yep. defense. You would say for a team at the top, they should, should they be conceding two goals a game? I suppose it doesn't matter if they're scoring four, uh, yep. but their defensive record um, isn't the best. Huxley guards uh, have conceded less. I, I know they've played four games less. Uh, Addiscombe Corinthians have played the same, conceded two less. South London Union. Uh, have played three less and conceded twelve. Um, not the best for uh, Southland Royals at the, at, but I guess they've played the most games, so it's hard to judge that to a certain extent. But yeah, four two, the average scoreline for Southland Royals, uh, and uh, one uh, three three is the average score for Huxley Guards. I can't see anything but a Southland Royals win, to be honest. And I know that John and Amari will be desperate to get wins uh, on the last game of 2022 going to a Christmas break of two weeks off um, we're unbeaten uh, 10 games uh, unbeaten in the league uh, this season 3-1 uh, is a good shout I'm going to go 4-1 just to I, I don't I don't if it wouldn't it won't be 2-1 it'll be bigger than 3-1 is probably where I would have gone but I'll, I'll I won't change that I won't match you but yeah 4-1 I can see it being Bigger than 3-1, if anything. That's my guess. 4-1. So the game's just to remind everyone. Bosjam Spartans, Santola PSG Reserves, Kaizen Woodside, Huxley Guards against South London Royals. Let's have a look at the rest of the fixtures for uh, the Quirden Municipal for the last weekend of the of the season. And next, next week, we will have a quick recap of these results and we'll also run through the tables and goal scorers for uh, the the whole of the league as a 
as a final one before we have uh, a week or so off ourselves from recording the games this week. Addiscombe Casuals against Selsden Town is a good game. Bosjam Spartans, London Warriors, uh, Quid and JFC. Uh, interestingly, a half 10 kickoff for that one. We know those kickoffs uh, favour. Uh, the later kickoffs favour Quid and JFC. They seem to anyway, uh, whether that's actual thing or whether we just think it. Uh, so one to bear in mind. Uh, Saha 11 play against Cobbs. You gave a game to Cobbs the other week. Roger, how's the squad yep. looking and feeling this week for the half 12 kickoff? I, I, I've not put, I've, I don't know, I've not put sex out, but I've just seen it's a 12.30, so I'm going to guess I'm going to struggle. Um, but oh, geez, I don't know. <laughs> I'll let you know Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Saturday afternoon, how it's going. <laughs> Sadly for us, uh, no England game to worry about on the on next weekend, which I guess is going to keep uh, players involved uh, for the afternoon yeah. kickoffs, at least a positive thing. Uh, but yeah, Saha 11 uh, gave the game to Cobbs the other week. Hopefully this week you can get an 11 out. Uh, Dano Duppers and Addington United go at it in Division 1. Two struggling teams, both will fancy three points from that one. Uh, we've spoken about Santola PSG reserves, uh, Surrey Park Rangers against South Sea Wanderers. Two teams, I, I want to say underachieving based on last season, Surrey Park Rangers uh, there's not been much bounce at all. South Sea Wanderers um, not hitting the heights we expected of them in Division 1 no. either. We've spoken about Kaizen against Woodside. That'll be a good game. Huxley and South London Royals we've spoken about too. Gold coaching seconds and KFC will be a game both teams are looking at as winnable. Uh, no clue on Fort Worth Rangers uh, against Addiscombe Corinthians. Both teams uh, hit and miss. Perhaps Addiscombe Corinthians the more um, the more consistent between the two teams. Which Fortnite Rangers is going to turn up this Sunday? Who knows? But good luck to both teams. Uh, and some Surrey FA Sunday Lower Junior Cup games. Uh, Caterham Pumas take on Pearly St. Germain. Unashamedly biased when it comes to quarter municipal teams on this section. So come on, Pearly St. Germain. Uh, two teams from the league go at it uh, in the in the same cup. FC 25 against Croydon United. Uh, in the same competition, uh, goal coaching first team take on AFC Rio. I don't know anything about Rio, but do, will they dance in the sand or will goal coaching do the business? Good one. <laughs> I'm surprised that goal coaching are in the lower. Yeah, so am I. Strange, but there. There you go. Uh, a South London Union take on Mundial, the team that were quite clinical. Uh, is that Mundial B or is that? The I can't tell because it's a bit of funny writing after it. Um, yeah. I'm, I guess that's their B team, maybe. Yeah, is that like is that supposed to be inverted commas over a B? Let's guess say it's Mundi LB, who are just as good yeah. from the Southern Sunday. Uh, Mundi LB, top of their division or League Seven, I believe, score a hell of a lot of goals. So, uh, LSU, uh, South London, South London Lions, sorry, uh, South London Union, SLU, um. <laughs> we'll have a game of it, but they are up for it. We know what a good team they are. Uh, Mundi LB, a uh, good side themselves. Rog, uh, you've got a tricky game yourself this Sunday. Uh, I wish you all the best. Hopefully, we'll have some football played. I know the weather's looking crap as we probably all look out the window while you listen to this podcast. Certainly, while we're recording it, there's still a lot of snow about. Um, hopefully, it doesn't ruin the pitches for the rest of the week and the, and the water and all that and the. The slush that's going to be left over is gone by next Sunday. And we've got some football to talk about next week. Hopefully, anyway. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hopefully you get a, you get a team and you get a game played yourselves. 
Um, and I'll speak to you next week, mate. Yeah. Cheers, Andrew. Thanks very much. See you later, Rog. See you, mate. So that is it. The end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Graham, Gibbs and Roger for their help this week. Looking at the Southern Sunday, the OBD SFL, Westfa and the Quarter Municipal. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Baldwin Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Adrenaline Rush Laser Tag, at NJPGD and Awards FC. Thank you for listening to the show and I'll see you next week. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.